Shut up and sit down. So, getting hurt sucks. You'll never truly get a reputation as being a thought leader until you've said something like, getting hurt sucks. I've fallen and I can't get up. We're sending help immediately, Mrs. Fletcher. Let's have a look at the history of the humble chamois cream. Put on this earth to soothe, protect, and stop the chafing of a delicate nether regions. You talk too much. Never shut up. I said you talk too much. Oh boy, you never shut up. You talk about people you don't even know. Then you talk about places you never go. And now, your distinguished dialed podcast hosts, Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hapler, and Jake Von Doering. Please enjoy our little show. Pretty please, don't make us beg. Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Vonder, and today I'm here with Lance Epler. Lance Romance yes. in the house. Yes. Mr. Romance. I'm glad, I'm glad you didn't mess up that intro, Lance. <laughs> Coming up with some different <laughs> nickname or something like that. Yeah. He's yeah. trying to share the love with it everybody. Is, it is Lance Going Romance, international man of romance. <laughs> <laughs> and we are here with Evan Orange Price. Mm, yes. <laughs> you know, we're, we're like big in France now, and what other countries? Ireland. Ireland. I think, too. Yeah. Huge. That's fun. Yeah. Evan Price is twice as nice. Twice Ooh. as nice. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I'm keeping that. Yeah, we're taking, s- keeping that. <laughs> we're taking submissions for uh, a nickname for Mr. Evan Orange Price. Nothing okay. rhymes with Legrand. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mr. Matt Legrand. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen mm. of the interwebs. <laughs> Welcome back for another edition, boys. Let's get this thing started. Let's do our backpedal. Matt, yes. start us off. Okay. How was your uh, week, buddy? Week was excellent. I uh, let's see. I I got on the bike a couple times. I did a, um, a a really cool ride. I think it was on Tuesday. Uh, I'm sure it's on Strava somewhere. But I went. I just took the day and I drove up to Mount Hood, like through the bike. This is totally like Lance moment, right? Where you like, <laughs> just oh, packed up the I, van and I'm took just, off. I'm just not going to work today. And I like I packed. <laughs> I did. I packed up the minivan and uh, threw the cyclocross bike on there and just went and found some gravel roads. Rode a little bit. Filmed some stuff. Nice. It, you know. And I was saying this earlier. Like the the video I made didn't really turn out at all. But I'm going to post it anyway. Uh, and it was just cool to kind of get off the road and do something that I don't usually do. So that was nice. And where, then where were you in that area? It was um, why well, I, I rode up to I drove up to Timothy Lake and parked up there. Uh, yeah. yeah. So then I um, so after I biked, I was going to run and it's just like I ran out of time. And I was like, what am I going to do? Do I run or do I swim? And I was like, I'm, I'm going to swim. And the water was absolutely beautiful. Ah. The water was like clear and it was cold, but like a, it wasn't like cold, cold. It was like, I mean, I didn't wear a wetsuit, so it wasn't too cold, but it felt like you're crisp, a little cold when you like start. Crisp cold. Yeah. And oh. it was just so, the water is so nice. That's like when you watch those YouTube videos of the open water yep. swim, you're like, I hope that water feels as good as it looks. Yeah. <laughs> did it? <laughs> it was great. It was great. Oh. It was super nice. And so I did that. And then, you know, just, uh, there was so much more that I wanted to do and it was like, Oh, I have to get back. And it's not like I had to get back for you know, anything big. It was like, I have to get back for my, um, for my Lake swim series. So it must've been Thursday that, this, that I went and did this. But anyway, it was like, Oh, let me hustle back. And I, I literally got there like 10 minutes after my swim series thing started. So it's like a little bit late to <laughs> my own swim you're series. Late to your own event. Yeah. And that's so, a, that's so okay. you did an open water care. swim at Mount Hood and yep. then came in fall and yep. leaf. Exactly. See, this is what, like we really take this for granted I as know. endurance athletes out here. Right. For everybody who's not from this area, it was Matt basically went and swam next to a beautiful mountain and yep. then went and swam in a beautiful wooded little lake. It right was, after it was, that. It's ridiculous, right? It's like 
this is one of those things where, oh, I guess I'm going to have to do another open water swim like an, <laughs> oh, hour, an hour and a half after doing the last one. <laughs> this life I live is not too bad. I mean, no. it's not Lance level. But like, <laughs> I'm glad I could inspire a little it, bit it, of adventure. It is totally inspiring. It's the next yeah. round down. It's, but You're yeah, close. I mean, I'm right there, man. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, real close. You're you know, in Lance like, pre-retirement it's like, phase. It's, it's, you know what it is? It's like, this was like a glimpse into Lance's life. <laughs> <laughs> it was 24 like, hours in Lance's life. It was life. like, oh, you know, for one day, I'm going to live the life of life and it wasn't even that bad because i had to um i had to coach cross country in the morning so i had to be somewhere it wasn't like i had the a whole day where i could just be like you know forget this i'm gonna go i know (laughs) i'm gonna go have this done my wife's gonna drive around (laughs) support my support crew was she down to that (laughs) my wife no 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 no. lance's wife yes so yeah but uh yeah so that was great this past week and uh, watched the tour, you know, probably got on the rollers a little bit, watched the tour, and then... Do you ride rollers? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but, well, okay, so I did not know that. So, actually, the rollers I have are really cool. I haven't talked about them on this podcast, but uh, the rollers I have are called... Um, I don't know what they're called. Something motion. I don't remember. I, I'll, errors and omissions. Write this. <laughs> make a note. <laughs> I will remember the name of We're not even five our, minutes in yet. <laughs> free motion. I don't remember what they're called. But they're Go basically. Free motion. It, it's not. It's not right. But uh, <laughs> it's on a track so that it gives. It has this little give to it. Mm-hmm. And they're fantastic. If you come over sometime, you have to ride them. Because okay, you, can, you can do things like. Um, they're real rollers, but you can get in the arrow bars in them or you can like stand up and climb. Like they're not like they're very forgiving because it has that track with a little bit of slack to it. Okay. Ah. So they're really cool. And the guy that That's makes them, cool. they're, they're, they're a little pricey. The guy that makes them is in Hillsboro, which so for those of our listeners that don't know where we are, we're um, close to Portland, Oregon in the United States. Uh, and Hillsboro is basically the exact opposite of where we are. We're, we're north of Portland, Oregon, and Hillsboro is south and west. So it is a little bit of a, a you know, track to get out there, but I did, you know, a couple years ago. This was probably five or it's, six years ago. It's I went 45 out there. minutes from here. Depending so. on traffic and yeah. stuff like that. But yeah, I went out there and I talked to the owner, <clears throat> and he was like, you know, here, you know, gosh, co motion. It's not co motion. Inside. Inside ride. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I just looked it up. That's not even close. Jake, what are you? What? I was close. I was, <laughs> you didn't even have one word no, right. No, no, no. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't close at all. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Inside ride. Those Thank inside, you, Jake. The inside ride. Insideride.com uh, for those who want to go look yeah, it up. Go check it out. It's um they're super nice. They're, the only problem is they're getting pretty old, and oh. I should. What I can do is I can take them back to him, and he can basically. Um, you know, go over and readjust things and, you know, replace the little, you know, barrels of things like that need to be replaced. I'm not yeah. sure what he'll do, but I could do that. And I'm, I think I might suck it up and do something slightly different, like a um, Wahoo kicker or something like that. Because yeah. I do think that when you're doing something like, you know, hard and sprinty or like kind of those interval type workouts, mm-hmm. the rollers, you can do them, but it's pretty hard. Like when you really go to the well and you just feel like you're going to, you want to hang over the handlebars and just try to catch air. <laughs> like you don't want to do that on the rollers because you will, you'll go down. Go down. You will go down. Yeah. So, um, I broke my clavicle riding inside. <laughs> yeah. I, I have, I've crashed. Yeah. 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 I've crashed many, many times inside. So that's what I'm world famous for. Uh, and yeah, so then, uh, I, um, I rode with a work friend yesterday, nice and easy on some just country roads like north of here. And then also, uh, I tried to get out for a run today, which I'm sure our listeners can relate to this. I have three kids, which means like we're in the thick of soccer. So I was at soccer kind of all weekend. So today my smart idea was like, okay, 
I'm going to go to the soccer game. I'm going to bring my running stuff. I'm going to go for a run at the soccer game and just do loops around the soccer field. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, and that's what I was doing. I was doing <clears throat> loops and my legs just felt horrible. Of course, it was probably 90 degrees or something oh, like yeah, that today, but still, uh, yeah, the legs, the legs are not great. What's so like, what's the protocol on? Cause of me being somebody without children. Yeah. What's the protocol and the amount of time you can run slash bike during a child sporting event? That is not inappropriate it's, or negative. So it's super sketchy, right? Like okay. you're, you know, is this person stalking kids? Soccer <laughs> yes. Especially yeah. in running shorts. Actually, you gotta be really careful on the length of the shorts that you're wearing. I, yeah. I don't think the kids care. It all the other parents, parents. scoff at you. Oh, right. come on. But you know. Yeah. I mean I, so I, I I mentioned to some of the parents, <laughs> I, I was like, what I'm gonna kid go really cares cares it is kind of to be honest, I mean, like my, my, my mom, that was when she got in. I mean, that was back in her old for marathon running days. I'm sure she didn't catch a second of soccer. And that is nothing against no, her. She's yeah. awesome. But like, she didn't care about soccer. Why would right. I care if she cares about soccer? Well, <laughs> we had we had three games today, which is a lot. And so I probably caught 15 minutes of soccer. <laughs> That's <laughs> a bold. I know. Bold. It was sad. It was a little bit sad. You and, guys uh, in a tournament or was it a... It was a tournament and I was like <clears> running and I would just kind of stop and watch the game for a little bit. <laughs> and my legs were just feeling so horrible. So it was kind of like, thank God I'm going to stop and watch this game because I mean, my leg <laughs> can't keep running. My legs are absolutely falling apart. And, uh, and so then I would run a little bit more, kind of stop and watch and stuff like that. And then, um, I, I finished my run, which was super short. I couldn't do anything today. And I, my other kids were like, we cannot stand it. It is too hot out here. Like I was like, okay, mom, you stay here, watch the game. Tell me what happens. I'm going to take these kids to get some, you know, something cold, like water, you know, ice yeah. water. And I don't know, we went to Starbucks and got like, you know, scones and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's a, <laughs> I went on and on in my back pedal. And that's I, that's I apologize. <laughs> These segments are supposed to be quick. That's a peak into Matt Legrand's life, which I actually really enjoyed right yeah. there. So I went running around the soccer fields, got yeah. super tired, went and got scones to Starbucks with the kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was it. That was today. And I'm super sunburned. So yeah. he is. He's looking awful. And it red. was, it's just, it's not, it's like one after another. Like, you, you know, I was swimming up in the mountain, got sunburned. Next day, I'm like biking yeah. on the bike, got sunburned. Then it's like two days of like soccer tournaments. Do you wear sunscreen? <laughs> I wear sunscreen. But, you know, I, I, I miss stuff where I'm like, oh, I put sunscreen here and here and here. And then I swim, <laughs> swim open water and I'm like, oh, my whole back just gets completely fried. Right. So I'm just not thinking through the details. That's OK. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry for the derailing. <laughs> that was awesome. I liked that. Uh, Thank you, Matt. <laughs> yeah, sure. That was outstanding. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Evan, how was your week? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of have a joint talk with, with Lance here about a fun ride that we had. Um, my week was awful worky. Uh, I oh. have a uh, um, one of my best friends out here, Ryan Nall, who is our clinic director at the clinic I work at, just got a total hip replacement. And he wow. is doing, oh. he's doing well now. Right. He's walked without his walker, I think, today. So he's killing it. Guy was back in the day, like he'll he'll limp around right now because of his hip. Hopefully, when he comes back, he's kind of looking a little bit better. Yeah. But back in the day, he he's thirty six now. He was a high school running back, very good one. Wow! And a four thirty and change miler. Wow! So like good athlete, very right good on. athlete. Yeah. Why yeah. why the hip replacement so young? So he had a hip. This is not me breaking hip by any means, because he will tell anybody this story. Uh, and I know the story in detail because he's told so many times. But well, he's probably not a client of yours. No, yeah. no, 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 so. not at all. So he he had uh, no. He's way too stubborn for right. for PT. <laughs> he's the most stubborn physical therapist ever. But he uh, had a really bad tackle um, oh. in football, and he the I think what ended up happening the way he tells the story is he had the Bo Jackson injury, which is where oh, the femoral yeah. artery gets severed, yeah. and over time his 
blood flow to the hip was terrible and it was necrotic by the time they did the surgery. Uh-huh. So yeah, it was, I'm sure it was a disaster in there, but hopefully he's doing well, fingers crossed. So and that means you're working more. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. out. Yeah. So yeah. We're, we're, we're all in the clinic kind of having to take up the slack cause he takes an awesome amount of workload. Like the guy works his butt off. So yeah, we're all picking up the slack, yeah. but it's okay. It's fine. So still been getting, I'm at the end of my big volume training block. Thank God. I can't take these weeks like I used to when I was younger. And I know all of you are like rolling your eyes at me, I'm sure right <laughs> yeah, now. Like 26. And, and everybody, I'm almost 27. Okay. 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 <laughs> He's still that young where he has to throw in the, in a half <laughs> or a third half. or a quarter. Yeah. So, I mean, but like, God, I remember when I was 24 and 25, I could knock out the weeks I've been doing and just pop right back at it and be good and be good and be good. Do you think that's because of age or do you think it's because you probably weren't working as much? Uh, but but the thing is, is even back then I was like working as a full-time bike mechanic or I was like, okay. I mean, I was still on my feet for most of the day, but I don't think I had the stress maybe in my job maybe. that I have now. Yeah. That that may have something to do with it. And it could be like you're waking up early to do all these workouts and that yeah. plays, plays a part. It it's does. It's so hard to know. Like, it's also late evening stuff. But also, I mean, yeah. you, you, yeah. you kind of know this too. Like if you had raced collegiate track, Right. you were 27 yeah. you you would have felt old at the oh, age yeah. of 27 yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. you you can only beat up your body at that level for so long like that's i mean that's why these you know what's your like tra- average track age i mean it's like 30 32 is when they're still fast but towards the end of right. their careers absolutely yeah and then they yeah. move to the road and do some longer less intense stuff usually yeah usually it's before before 32 that they yeah. move to the roads for sure especially over like, like the mile 20, or 5K. 28 is probably yeah. pretty old on the on the track yeah, yeah. but you know running I'm, marathons and stuff i'm just making poor excuses over yeah. here but yeah <laughs> no, no, no. but no, yeah I, th- I think that's fair and yeah. i think it's all relative right where it's like you you know it's you know, you're 20, 27 and then, yeah. you know, then you're 37 and you're like, oh yeah, when I felt, tw- when I was 27, you felt yeah, you know, different. Exactly, yeah. It's just relative to how you feel compared to, you know, comparing yourself to previous years. Yeah. So, but yeah, we got, uh, the Olympic, uh, the standard distance tra- uh, nationals for triathlons coming up, which is fun. So what's the date on that? August 12th, I want to say 12th. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So in a couple of weeks, which will be really fun, but yeah, outside that I went on another, I'm kind of ditching the the really specific long rides and just going out with the dialed guys. And it has been such a good decision. So much more fun. And I probably go a lot harder than by myself too. So I'll tell that general happens. Yeah. I'll tell. Yeah. (laughs) So I'll tell we, we start the ride. How we had it. We had a dialed. How long were we into the ride? Well, we we had a dialed team ride on Saturday and there were eight, eight of us, eight of us, I think that showed up and Mm -hmm. they were all, Solid, solid riders, solid yeah. riders, mm-hmm. and yeah, what we were thirty f- fifteen miles in. Which which one are you talking about? There's two events. Your 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 flat is what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, that was like fifteen. There's a miles couple in. like Lance moments I'm gonna mention here before we get to his back pedal. <laughs> so I'll tell them from my point of view. Oh, no. First, Lance flats, and fifteen miles into a eighty mile ride. Yeah, okay. yeah. And in my case, this was 15 miles into almost a 110-mile yeah, ride. So this was at the longer. very beginning of my ride. And Lance Flats and Mike Myers, just awesome time trialist. Everybody yep. knows him in the area. Great guy. Um, it, you know, he's like, okay, well, we'll hang behind. And he looks up and points. He's like, and Evan will hang behind with yes. us. Which in my head, I was like, oh, crap, I know what that means. <laughs> so he sent the rest of the team ahead. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he says, okay, Evan, you stay here. <laughs> Yeah, we're good. We're gonna we're gonna change this flat, and then we're gonna chase back chase on. back on him. Yeah. <laughs> so we we do a little team time trial, which actually That's was cool. was awesome. That's oh, fun. it's so fun. Yeah, we're just How well. Much? First, we caught 
what's the name of that? The, the Mari gripe. gripe. Mar- oh, right, yeah. right, right as soon as we finished changing the flat, which yeah. took how long? So okay, I time it. I had him down. He was he was just under ten minutes. Okay, like it was not fast. I'm talking like That's nine fifty. He he yeah. was at ten minutes. That's not but bad. Yeah, no, it, it wasn't twenty worse. minutes. It wasn't no. twenty minutes. And so yeah. we just got back on our bikes, and then the Mari ride catches us rolls. on the rolls through right at the same spot. Yeah, and so we're like. Okay, we should hey, apologize that right. Yeah, we, we, we ruined that right. <laughs> we said, "Hey guys, we we really love you guys. It's all great, but we're, we're ten roll. minutes behind yeah. our group, and we are going to chase to catch Those on guys to them." Get it? They understand. Yeah, and so and they know you guys too. They're competitive sort of. though. They they they, they, they so, decide to hang with us for a while. Absolutely, there was twelve guys or something. Yeah, and so me and Evan and Mike just time trialed at the front. Yeah, just we just the three of us rotated. Nobody else rotated through, nope. <laughs> which is fine. But they were lined out. But they they did not oh, drop. They, they stayed credit, with credit us. They were to like, those guys. They oh, were yeah. lined out and hammering the whole time. Like they're everybody gonna, they're was gonna play that game. strung yeah. out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they just sat on our they wheel, they and knew. we were doing twenty five, twenty seven, yeah. something like that. Yeah, for a long time. Man, I wish ten or twelve there. miles. <laughs> oh god, if Jake, Jake. If, if Jake had yeah. been there, we would have caught him probably like yes. ten minutes earlier. Those are my favorite moments right there. So it took you guys. 40 minutes to catch 45 i think yeah that's something like that serious to work. catch him yeah. we were we were moving that's a lot of work it was yeah. a lot of work yeah. and and the mari ride early. went a different way about halfway through that so the rest of that it was, it was like, just the oh, three of us oh you yeah. guys are going straight we, we yeah gotta, we gotta, oh we're we gotta, going left uh, we gotta turn here <laughs> that's, a, de- that's what, a dead end up there but but yeah but we that's on a route so yeah. so so then the, the the other moment i'll say is much later in the ride we hit this little downhill into a sharp uphill and I, I, I experienced, I thought I had experienced getting lanced before this, this was what getting, so we're going down this downhill and I'm not sure exactly where this right is. So I'm kind of like looking back, I'm like, Hey guys, we're, you know, where's, where's the right? They're like, Oh, right there. Evan. I'm like, Oh, okay. So I we're, like, we're on Cedar Creek road that's between the center and Amboy. Okay. So yeah, we're okay. in North Clark County. We're at like the peak of this ride. It's probably 50 yeah. miles, yeah, 60 miles, 50 miles this ride. In yeah. Something like that. And I kind of just leisurely take this right turn. I'm like, oh, that's a steep climb. I should probably gear down. And as I'm having this thought, Lance blows by in what has to be still his big ring. I think I've dropped a chain there. At 400 (laughs) miles an hour past us and literally gaps us in what is the length of about 100 yards. He gaps us by 40 seconds. It was like it wasn't just my reaction. Everybody else on the ride was like, "What was that?" Because <laughs> I, I didn't hear the reaction. I just, I just. Yeah, uh, you were too far ahead. Well, You're I, not gonna. Hear I knew it. it was coming. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is short, and it's sharp, and this yeah. is this is right down my alley. It was. So yeah. I am. You're hammering very much a power it. climber. I like that. Yeah. Very much a power climber. Yeah. And you saw that I did not see that coming. So that was probably. <laughs> you were you were up front. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, no, I it, yeah, I think I was. Point. Yeah. 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 It was a rare, rare situation where I'm on the front of a descent, but yeah, that was that, that. That was my weekend. So nice. It was a blast. Yeah, I hope we can do those through the fall, and then Jake will jump in with us soon, and we'll get Matt there too. Yeah, yeah. well, I was really looking forward to those this summer, and obviously not yeah. able to get out there. But um, yeah, well, we had some awesome we'll rides last fall. year, and I'm sure yeah. there'll be quite a few more this summer as well. So oh, yeah, August is usually a pretty good month for those to yeah. kind of kick up because all of the the racing pretty much comes to a stop before cross season starts, and everybody yeah. wants to go out and get some rides in. So. You'll enjoy those a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lance, how was your weekend, my friend? Well, you know, um, it was fantastic. Oh. <laughs> he started, he started to say glorious. I was waiting for it. It was glorious. Glorious. Yeah, no, the, this team ride we did was just too much fun. It was great yeah. to be out there with all those guys and everybody hang really well. And I was 
feeling fairly good that day. And yeah. So it was... Do you guys have anyone that's not on the team that comes in and hops in for any of these rides? Um, yeah. We actually picked one guy up from the Mario ride. Okay. He, he's like, hey, how far are you guys going? And cool. I said, we're doing like 80 miles and it's going to be pretty hard and fast. He's Do you like, remember Can who I? was? Yeah, it was Thomas. Okay. He, what a chance. Yeah. 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 So he's a, he's a guy from the Czech Republic. Okay. Uh, he's been cool. here for a while. I told a story months ago about um, a guy on the Mario ride who pushed me up a hill because oh, yeah. I have a hard time. That was Thomas. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. So you yeah. love you love this guy. Yes, I love okay. Thomas. All right, He's a tall guy, but when I asked him how tall he was, he said it in centimeters. So yeah, right. I felt it's like crunching math. Here. I ah. felt I yeah. felt bad asking him. Like I got no idea what that means. But I was like, oh yeah, uh, okay, yeah. yeah right. I'm I'm a couple less centimeters than that. <laughs> okay. Okay. No idea. Yeah. I was like, Just all right. With that. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah I've been watching the tour, and they keep referencing people it's like riders' height in centimeters. I'm like, I don't know. I have I, no idea about that. I can make the kilogram conversion uh, roughly, but yeah. the centimeters, I'm lost. I'm like, I got no idea. Yeah. <laughs> the other stuff um, I did this week, I spent a few days um, in eastern Washington okay. um, in Pullman because my youngest daughter, Darby, had her freshman orientation Ooh. for Washington State University. And so they have a program for the freshmen and a program for parents who want to come. Nice. And so we spent, uh, me and my wife spent a couple days out there and I rode a little bit out there, and there's some fun rolling hills out right. there, and so we, I, that mm. was really nice. Did you yeah. steal any KOMs out there? Um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been stalking you well enough to know how. I know, know, have how, to look at your ride to see if you grabbed yeah. any. We were I close did, on a, cu- a couple of us were close on Saturday, yeah. I think. But yeah. I feel like I looked at that ride, and ev- like it was interesting because you all had KOMs on there, and yeah. I was yeah. like, how do they? They're all riding together are it, they it, taking each other's KOMs yeah, it like depends how is it on who up, when they uploaded their yeah. ride oh, so it's yeah. like tick tick yeah. tick yeah. everyone gets everyone gets everyone's a winner everybody you know? gets a gold medal because yeah. I had like yeah. 10 or 15 right. top 10s on that ride with the yeah. team yeah. because we were moving yeah. together yeah. yeah so but yeah yeah it was it was a good time yeah Oh, and, and then I, I raced last Monday. That's right. Yes. Oh, yes. That's right. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We results. have not recapped that yet. We haven't recapped the yeah. race. I've, I've already gotten the recap, so. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. Evan and I, and I saw some results, so go ahead. That yeah. was a great race, and I got some photos that oh, will show Jake Lance's there, yeah. face. He had the best game face. Game face. I, I'm not saying that just because you're sitting here and you're my friend. <laughs> I saw the face of every single person that raced every single heat in all three heats, and I took pictures of everybody on our team and Nobody had your game face, man. What? Your game face, your focus, and like just how like intense your face was was awesome. And I've got, I'm sure there's a few pictures that, of it in there. But there. that post raced face picture you have of him uh, would be really cool as yeah. our like <laughs> our profile picture. That's a 100 <laughs> contrast of what his that race face was. I was <laughs> fully that, focused. The, yeah. the picture I saw was yeah, there was just mud all over your face with That's a huge yeah. smile. That's yeah. the one yeah. they're referring yeah. to. Yeah, and and we'll post mm-hmm. pictures to the dialed um, Instagram. If yeah. it's not already up there, it may already be up there. But that one I think is on the dialed. The post race one was on the dialed Facebook page, I believe. Facebook. Okay, yeah. I'll put it on the, the podcast the page, race. and yeah. I'll put on um, a few of the race pictures too. So making yeah. notes to do that right now. <laughs> yeah. So you know, forty minute mountain bike short track race. Right. Um, I've taken second uh, three weeks in a row. I've been beaten by Chris Weirman twice. The Buffalo Bills of, yes. you know, of short <laughs> <Yes>. tracks. <laughs> so this race, it was really hot. Um, I don't know. I was all amped for it. I had taken a couple of days off, so my legs weren't didn't have quite so much fatigue. 
Yeah, I get yeah. to go on. I get to go back and, and reference what I told you too. Yeah. Like, yes. All you need to do is take just taper down a little We're bit. About and to you're talk. Take that We're down. definitely going to yeah. talk about this in a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy. You can just refer back to episode seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. So you know when the gun went off, I I actually instead of bolting out, I just got on Chris Weirman's wheel instead, oh, yeah. and it was. He was. We were in seventh and eighth place, or something mm. like that. And there was a spot um, on the course that had a really sharp. Um, it's like a double up jump mm-hmm. if you were on a motocross track, mm-hmm. where you would fly over the yep. dip. Well, there was a sharp spot, and if you took it too fast, you yeah. hit the. the you next caught dip. air. Yeah. Or, and um, I was behind Chris and one other guy, and the guy next to Chris took it too fast, flew through the air, hit Chris. They both crashed. So Chris crashes. This other guy crashes. I was able to avoid them. And that was basically the race. Hey, no, that's still still raced out there and still had to be, you know, you still was solo away. That was four minutes into a 40-minute race. But, you know, I made it. I made it up to the front to Mike Hamness. And then I got around Mike Hamness. And then. Is everyone okay? Yeah, there was no. They both were back up and going. But he just. Just lost too much time. Yeah. 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 And then wh- where does this put you on the points standings? Are you second? Uh, still? I, I'm don't know. Okay. I'm, we'll no, find out. I'm in the lead now. Oh, yeah. Of course I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did that very closely. All right. So it's me and Chris mm-hmm. and Mike. He's got some responsibility um, now. Heavier are the shoulders that holds a yellow <laughs> yeah, jersey. That's right. They should give out a yellow Do jersey. They have there. jersey? It, they should. Well, there'll be there'll be a podium on the last race. There's two more races to go. Okay. So yeah, so I've got get uh, your work cut out. For I've you. got my work cut out for me. So, but yeah, I I got that's out. That's fun. That's super. It fun. It was fun. I don't know if I I just was feeling really good, and mm. I ended up catching, like the heat in front of you, and the heat in front of that, and yeah. the heat in front of that. Jeez, <laughs> oh, so it sounds like crowd. Yeah, yeah. Like crowd. Lance looks good out there. His his fitness and for, his fitness is coming together. He tapered up right, and his that's form looked good. Choose. He was just smooth out there, and he was so focused, and he just looked like he was nailing on hitting on all cylinders. It was good stuff. That's I think you're gonna have to. There's my one good stuff. I'm mark that down. Jake just uses good stuff. I think you're gonna have a good time in cyclocross. I think you're gonna have a lot of fun. Yeah, just to to kind of come back to the points. Lance is in first place with. 400 points and okay. Mike Hamness is in second place with 390 and Chris is in third with 343 so it's going to be close. So Chris, close. Will, Chris will be back with a vengeance. And yeah. we've got two races left if I'm not mistaken. There's a race on, yeah, two races left and the worst, your worst placing gets tossed out. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's good for Mike. And it's, it's better for me. I shouldn't say that because <laughs> <laughs> the first race I was 16th. Well, all I'm hoping for good. is a, a podium sweep so I, will be I, we got a pretty good, good shot yeah. at that. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be good. 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 Oh, we'll set it. It's going to be good things. That yeah, could so be I had, exceptional. Cool. Yes. I had a fun time. I finally won a race this year. Congratulations, Woo. my little. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you <laughs> I'm, I, can, I can be a happy man for, the <laughs> for, for another week. For one more week until <laughs> I get crushed again. <laughs> right on. Jake, Jake, tell us about your week. My week. It was a lot like the week before. Yeah, but you've got, <laughs> although, you've although, out more. yeah, I, I got to go out to short track again, and that was a lot of fun. Got to take a lot of pictures of everybody. I think I took, gosh, I think it was like closer to eight hundred pictures oh, this time. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, just go through and delete the the crappy ones, and then kind of boil it down, and then post a bunch up for the team. I think I posted up about a hundred pictures for yeah. everybody. So, Some and then I got to go to the doctor. 
couple doctor's appointments. Um, I got to take my immobilizer off, which yes. was Ooh. heaven sent. I thought I was going to have to wear that thing originally for three months. And although, I mean, everything still hurts, it's so nice to be able to take that thing off and just not have to worry about it and have to Fast sit with healer. it and lay with it and all that other stuff. It's just terrible. So Sleeping? Still, still sucks. Still sucks? Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah I, um, I had, like, I think, a string of five days where I averaged four hours and 45 minutes. Right. I actually started wearing a Garmin watch, one of the... Right. Um, you track your sleep. Exactly, yeah. and it tracks your sleep, and I've been checking that every morning, saying, please let it be more and wake up, and it's like, and I can't go back to bed, and it's like four hours and 45 minutes, so I'm like, eh, turn on the tour. <laughs> yeah. But um, I had like a string of like four or five of those days in a row, and I was so flipping exhausted that I got there, and then I got up real quick to get something, I think it was to go take my little pain med thing, and I went and sat back down, and I fell asleep for like another three hours, and that, wow. that, that's the first time that happened. So I had one day out of the last almost seven weeks where I got eight hours of sleep. Otherwise, I'm wow. averaging like four and a half, five hours. So that kind of sucks. Yes. But it will uh, it'll eventually sort itself out. But um, I did uh, get to go see Evan for physical therapy oh, this yeah. week. Granted, wow. we didn't do oh, a whole yeah. heck of a lot, but... Um, there's, there, there's not a lot to be done now, but that's... <laughs> he, he, he's Jake, Jake is an amazingly fast healer. I'll throw that out there without saying anything else. But yeah, that's... Well, I'm glad yeah, you think so. I don't feel yeah. like it. So I feel like <laughs> I've got such a long road ahead of me. He's he's in like the throes of it now, which yeah. I think anybody who's had now, I've never had an injury that I'll compare to Jake's. But I mean, anybody's had like stress fracture injuries, right. uh, clavicle breaks from falls, anything like that's like the longest like three, two to three month period. Like that period of time could be extended and seem like two years to somebody from yeah. endurance sports just because. Yeah. I mean, when we talk about like drug addictions, like this is the best. It's it's a healthy, awesome drug addiction, but it is, and it's hard to be away from these yeah. sports. Time crawls. Yeah, it's kind of funny because that my shoulder puts everything else into perspective. Because I still mm. feel my ribs, I still feel both of my ankles, I still feel like yeah. you know all of the little yeah. parts and pieces that ache, and like I don't even think about those just because my shoulder is such an <laughs> sob. <laughs> it's, it's just oh, one of those like it's taking the attention off everything exactly. else. <laughs> but you know, time heals all wounds. I hope so. Walking walking around pretty well now though. Trying, yeah. trying, and uh, yeah. like my, I got this neurological damage in my shoulder now that I've got to go and get an MRI on, and um, my posterior deltoid doesn't work at all, and everything else is kind of atrophied and not working great, and I'm got numbness and whatnot. So we'll get that all sorted out though, and I'll be back. Mm-hmm. I promise. Oh yeah. So um, other than that though, uh, I'm a little afraid actually. <sighs> oh, he's gonna come back so pissed <laughs> off. Yes. Oh, it's gonna be all this pent up. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> gonna make cool. us hurt. He's gonna like the first ride in. Yeah. Fe- I'm terrified for like you know that first big group ride we did in like February. Yeah. Jake's gonna come out for that and just tear everybody's uh-huh. legs off for the first 20 yeah. miles. Right. I'll be back on the the trainer here soon. I've uh, I got somewhat of a green light to get back on there, but I'm just so exhausted from uh, mm-hmm. these payments. That that what's the neural neurological gabapentin gabapentin stuff Mm -hmm. yeah that stuff makes me like tired and i just don't have the energy to to get on there so your system's tired from healing man that's a lot of work to heal something like this there's no sleep so yeah that that's just another layer that i got to get figured out so but um yeah i am uh not doing too much not a whole heck of a lot stuff going on just another week another day in the life Mm so just living again vicariously through the three of you guys (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so before, on. <laughs> before we get into the, the next part here, our little roundtable that we're going to 
jump on. We have some business to take care of, and we got called out. And oh, yeah. I was actually oh, yeah. like, right, st- point. it was kind of stewing on me a little bit too, because I go back and I'm listening to stuff, and I'm like, gosh, we talked about Arizona missions yeah. a few times, and we never come back and we never like close that gap. So um, we're going to do better about that because I know we bring it up all the time. So right now, we are going to, before we get into the, th- the next little bit, um, go through some Arizona missions from recent podcasts. And I think, um, sure. who, yeah. who wants to go first here? Well, I think it was last podcast. It could have been two podcasts ago. We're always talking about shaving legs. I don't know why. <laughs> it's uh, a big deal. It's a big deal. And, who, and Nobody shaves their legs in I don't know. cycling. What are in, you talking uh, about? Evan, exactly, Lance. Check so, this out, man. They're nice and hairy for you. Yeah. I got a friend here. And, uh, Evan said something like the Brownleys. You know, so, so there's two Brownleys, Jonathan Brownlee and Alistair Brownlee. Mm-hmm. And they're arguably the best triathletes in the world yes from england they're yeah. very very good maybe not at the moment but definitely historically they're, yes. they're, they're, they're olympians historically, they're olympic yeah. medalists yes, yes. 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 olympic gold yeah. in bronze Incredible. i yeah. think anyway so they're fantastic they um they you know evan was like they don't shave their legs and i was like wrong <laughs> so, so Matt, so then we do they? Sh- so does the, Alistair shave his legs? This was about Alistair. I'll give you. This was not about. I, I'd say both of them probably. Yeah, I mean, you can both figure Jonathan's going to do whatever his, his gold medalist brother that's, does. That's what I would think. think that's what. I would and uh, and there was an interview with him in 2017, which is very very recent. It's yeah. after all this, you know, wind tunnel, you know, shaving data has been out in the public, and he, you know, Alistair's like, I've never shaved my legs before. So I read that, and I was like, ah. I yeah. hate being wrong, but yeah. it's part of the they game. Are, they are kind of pasty white English guys. So yeah. they, not and they just not have much hair. hair. Is honestly, like, if you're Italian, right. like me over here, it's a well, that's, that, that's a big difference. Those guys, <laughs> and they ride draft legal. So, but right. still, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, was, it was a yeah. valid point. Yeah. Thank and, you. Appreciate uh, it. That was a mistake on my part by now, calling you out, saying it's they probably, you know. Now, let me, do, let me bring myself back down to earth here. So yeah. I was, I'm. I'm ashamed to say this because I really do pride myself on being good at the history of cycling. Like I've done a lot. I right, listened to it, it read a ton of books, watch a lot of it. I mixed up the years on Pantani's tour win versus okay. Ulrich's tour win. Oh, jeez! Okay. Well, know. How dare you? <laughs> I'm actually <laughs> splitting hairs there. So, so sad. <laughs> Panatani won in 1998. The pirate, the pirate okay. won in 98. Ulrich won in 97. I wonder how many people okay. are going, huh? Uh, Who? Yeah, no, exactly. what? <laughs> Most people should be pointing their finger at me and being like, "You should know better than that." But there's one guy out that. there that's like, "I knew it. I knew, he knew it. he was wrong." <laughs> well, we have we have in, we have listeners in like Europe and Germany yeah. and Fr- I mean, like especially if we have a it listener in Germany, somebody. that's yeah. gonna bother somebody that I got Ulrich's year wrong. Yeah. If I got the Kaiser's year wrong, they're gonna be pretty mad at me. <laughs> Uh, last week I talked about um, Tom's Schoons, the, oh, yeah, the yeah. Tour de France rider that appeared to have maybe had oh, a motor in his thing. I, yes, and I I called him out and said this it looks really suspicious. Right. Like you he weren't had the a only motor. one. A lot of people did. Yes, yes. Yeah. he did not. Yeah. So after our podcast, I was like, "Ooh, this is interesting." So I went back and and looked for YouTube clips, and then everyone was discussing it too, and they're like, "Nope, nope, nope." He, you know push down on the pedal and, it, and we did yep. talk about that on his the right did. foot we did was we it did. was it his right foot was on the pedal and once yeah. he lifted I, it off he spun it pretty he hard spun it out yeah. to get the gear set and it was just yeah. it just it looked it just looked suspicious, suspicious. Yeah. and so that's okay yeah. i mean it was, it, it was there was another it's all about the angle uh, of the yeah. camera was another, it's all about another the angle. camera angle yep. that came out that showed him messing with his chain and spinning the crank with his arm oh, okay. to make sure that can he got, you imagine yeah. if there was this much scrutiny at the tour de france 
like in the you know Eddie Merckx era. Right. Yeah. Oh, where, where oh, they just they just caught this guy doing cocaine before the start <laughs> of this climb. Let's go to the just video footage. Yeah. Me up. Oh, that's definitely what he just did. <laughs> right. Right. It's funny how fast all the different video angles surface from like spectators yeah. that are. And that's kind of a cool thing about the sport with all the spectators out there. It is. You yeah. start to see all the different. It's like uh, when Nibali went down. You know, when yeah. you first you they, they yeah. didn't have it like a good picture of it or a good yep. angle of it. And finally they saw the camera strap of the, the lady and that yeah. was hanging out and hung, you know, he goes down, breaks his back and he's out of the tour and that kind of sucks. He, he wrote yeah. the rest of that stage with a yeah, fractured yeah. thoracic yeah. 10th vertebrae. He just jumped back on and kept going. Also, Ugh. but if you watch that video when they had to pick him up, there's like a moment where you can see in his face how bad that hurt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like them just picking him up. Like there was yes. a moment in his face where you're Jeez. like, oh my God, that, that guy's been, going through some pain. That could have been bad. You know, picking someone yeah. up yeah. Off after a crash like that's not is, always the right thing to do. <laughs> this is this is where I'll, I'll, I'll just toss this out there and I can get called out for this, but I, I've always said, I am not saying that cyclists are even close to what, whatever your term for athlete is, the most athletic professional, right. you know, professional athletes. But when it comes to mental and physical toughness oh, yeah. and ability to endure pain, there's yeah. no competition. It's, yeah. It is first place professional cyclists, everybody else. Yeah. It's not even close. It's not even, and, and that's coming from right. even distance running. Sure. Even professional triathlon, different. Yeah, they are. I mean, they're yeah. psychopaths. Those guys, like Lawson Craddock, is gonna. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't want to say. I'm. This is me, knocking on wood. There, right. Lawson yeah. Craddock may finish this Tour de France. He's so. doing he's great, just hanging on. But and yeah. he's made. A, you know what? It's good for him. It's he's young. It's good for his career. Yeah, yeah. everyone's Absolutely. gonna be. Everyone's gonna be cheering for him yeah. Yeah. now for the rest of his. That's life. good for American cycling yeah. too. We yeah. need yeah. something to hang our hats on. Yeah. I mean, I love TJ Van Garder and I, and I loved uh, Andrew Talansky and all yep. those guys, but like, we haven't had a successful. I mean, since we're overdue, yeah, yeah, since you're right. who, well, Chris Horner, since Chris Horner at the Giro, right? Yeah. Which, yeah, was years ago. Has it been a little bit? Yep. Yeah, and a little bit of a question, but yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah, <laughs> we just went way off the rails from Arizona <laughs> yeah, missions, though. Are there any more? Because we never tangent. Anything yeah. else, guys? <laughs> I don't yeah. think so. Probably, yeah. but we we <laughs> promise to do a better well, job well, of keeping track of this and coming back to it. Yeah, and what we think, whenever we think that there might be an error in omission, we'll take a note of it, and I think we'll, that'll help us come back around and loop back around. So yeah. it's just yeah. a matter of like documenting, just, or we just need listeners to uh, ask. Absolutely, hey, help us. What about yeah. this? This just was one wrong. short little comment would right. yeah. would help us direct yeah. what we need. You to can be as direct, direct as you want with it. Be like, That's Evan, right. you screwed this <laughs> up. Ulrich <laughs> won <laughs> in '97. <laughs> Lance, so you are fraud. wrong. <laughs> I've already said that I speak in Hepler standard deviation. <laughs> Everything it's plus or minus five. Yeah. <laughs> plus or minus five. Everything I say yeah. is has a ring of truth there you to go. it. <laughs> Figuring out the goniometer. It's a lot. <laughs> we do appreciate the feedback, though. So that was uh, appreciated, and we will do better. Mm-hmm. So let's get started with our first topic here a little roundtable on injury prevention and injuries we could have personally avoided. Um, also, kind of just run through what works, what doesn't, and what we think, or, or you know, does or doesn't work. So, um, and what we think of all these different things. So, um, we're going to just kind of start off, and, and Evan, I'm going to lean on you pretty heavily here because you are a resident PT. And, also, um, I'm also very opinionated but yes yeah and then i you know the three of us my opinions are correct (laughs) but they are my opinions (laughs) the three of us have been doing this for quite a long time as well and um we'll we'll chime in with our personal experiences of what works and what doesn't so um i got a long list of things here and if Mm -hmm. you guys have other things to add feel free um evan go ahead and start us off yeah so 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 i'm going to start us out with a real basic because i think we especially in our capitalist world like to get mixed up in yep. what is the n- biggest best 
form of recovery. Let's remember when we talk about the best running times, the best right. cycling times from these eras. So let's go back. I've already mentioned it. Marco Panettone still has the record up the Alpe d'Huez. At, at that time, was their recovery worse than us because they didn't have things like Norma Tech boots or like these great compression sleeves or all these different beat juice things? This is a, I, or, I have a problem with your example because of drugs. The, yeah, but he okay, was on okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. get to that. We'll get to that. That's, that's, that's but, good recovery right but, there, right? It's, it's great recovery. recovery. We okay. can talk about I that. Mean, that's great I mean, recovery. In, in, in that case, I mean recovery. In that case, really? you nailed it. You great nailed recovery it. in that sense. But but what if, I mean, we're also in the assumption they're not doing stuff nowadays. But you, yeah, okay. But what I'm what I'm saying is that I don't think there's any major discoveries in recovery outside of yeah. good old rest yes. rest is huge i mean if you you can have the most expensive compression boots drink all the beet juice in the world that right. you want have a keto diet everything like that but if you're not resting correctly right. you're not going to be recovering correctly that so. when when i thought about this topic and we brought it up this is exactly what i thought i think back on my like running career and i'm like when did i like get injured or whatever and it all comes back to like Rest After that hard season, I should have taken a break. Yeah. Like that's all about I was so like addicted to like, well, I got this race in March. I gotta be ready for this. I need to be putting hundred mile weeks in. No, you can you can take a break. Yeah. You can take and two weeks. You were probably racing your best too when there was the less outside stress in your yeah, life and you were resting well. So just those those two factors huge. Now I'm not yeah. writing off anything here because there's some very important, sure. well researched things here. Yeah. But I think if it's always good to take these things with a grain of salt whenever you're trying to be sold one of them that some of this stuff, if you're just resting well, you can come up with similar results. And also thinks that there's like nice to haves, funds to haves, yeah. but not proven. Yeah. You know, this is not a proven recovery. So, yeah. so let's talk a little bit about what's on this list. Yeah. Um, and, and then maybe we can kind of like pick each one apart mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and foam rolling is like first on the list. And I actually, it's something that I, like I have a foam roller. I know I should do it. I actually think it's probably a really good thing to do. I don't know where the like evidence based, you know, information, how much research has been done on it. I'm sure there's been some research. It's very popular right now. Yeah, I think it's tough to do effective high power double blind studies on foam rolling though. Right. Yeah. This is true. This is what you have to think about with research is how do you do it? Yeah. yeah. So how how would you study foam roll so that you have a control group that doesn't know they're being foam rolled? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of tough, you know. Yeah, it's not going to be a double blind yeah. study. No, right? it's going to be like no, admit, this, group, this group did it, this group didn't do it. Yeah, if you have a big enough sample size. Yeah, now do you, do you guys use foam rollers? I have Matt? one and I look at it, and every so Matt day does I think not. Evan, so oh god, I don't oh, no. have to be the, Evan gonna, does not. This is this <laughs> is where I get <laughs> this is where I get picked out as a hypocrite. Wait a but minute, wait a minute. Are we recording certain, this? Certain certain patients of mine, I will give it for specific reasons, but here's 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 so I'll describe what me and I think people who know a little bit more about this than I do would say about foam rolling. Foam rolling provides a really strong sensory impulse to a muscle. Whenever you provide a strong sensory impulse, you're going to increase blood flow to that area. Right. So there you go. I yeah. mean, but is it any better than if I was to put my hands and massage somebody's muscle hard? Yeah. No, I would not say it is. Okay. Thanks for the explanation, but you don't do it. I do not do it. Okay. <laughs> well, do you foam roll? I, I do during the race season. Yeah. And I, 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 I curse at that thing more than anything yeah, else. It I, hurts. I hate 
that thing. It, it just hurts. my IT bands are terrible to begin with, and that's usually right. where I need to. That's where you work. Oh, I would say stay away from it on the IT bands. You think so? That's that's my one strong opinion. Interesting. On it. Why? Yeah, there's a reason. So because okay. you hear people say, "Do it on the IT bands." So so the the IT band is created from two muscles that have their tendinous uh, attachment to them: the glute max and okay. your uh, TFL, your tensor fascia latte. Somebody correct my pronunciation on that at that some is. point, okay. but. That is a muscle that kind of sits in the front of the hip. Okay. So you have your glute max in the back, right. TFL in the front. They attach this nice <laughs> long tendinous band. Now, here's the thing is that a long tendinous band, if you're foam rolling into that, that's like foam rolling into a car tire. Where you, you could be foam rolling if you want to affect the tension on that mm-hmm. is up at your muscle. glute max right. and your TFL region would be the two that you would hit, yeah. I guess, in theory. And, and I do. And I don't spend a lot of time on the IT band yeah, no. because I freaking <laughs> hate it. So it's usually quads to try and cut there down on yeah. the cramping issues that I would yeah. have. And my, my hammies get a little tight as well. And then you'll, you'll play with yeah. the, the calves and whatnot. So, um, but yeah, yeah. I, I do that. Uh, do I do it religiously? No, I just pretty much do it during the, the race season when I just kind of feel issues coming on. Yeah. I'm so, going to go home yeah. and do it tonight because do my it. calves are just <laughs> mangled <laughs> right now. I'll, I'll still, I'll, I'll take those little handheld foam roller things. They're yeah. not foam rollers. Those little tigers, uh, tiger tails as yeah, they call just them. Just stick right over there, lean up against the wall, Matt, yeah. and go grab that. Just do it while we do that. Let's do that. Is it the cat? Is it the new cat? No, 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 no it's the no, stick. There's a stick. Oh, there's yeah. actually a stick? A, yeah. Oh, a what, what, what I'm stick. talking about right now. Yes. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's right, there you go, buddy. Yeah. Yes, that's a tiger tail. Matt's going to be tiger tailing his calves during this. But yeah, because your calves have been cramping a ton yeah, lately, haven't they? I just, I'm, it's not been a good summer. So speaking okay. going into hydration, there's so there's oh there there is hydration on here. Yes. Yep. Okay. So yeah, do you want to so hydration? so let's discuss what would you guys say is your like opinion on well not not opinion but how would you hydrate if somebody said like hey hydration's an issue for you how how would you tackle that? Uh, personally, I would start tracking my ounces taken in and then i mm. would up the the volume then taking out through the day and making sure that it's it's nice and balanced and then paying more attention to how much i'm taking in when i'm you know, losing more sweat or yeah. I'm losing more hydration just by virtue of i'm not losing any right now because i'm a big sloth but um you know if you go out on a ride i mean if i'm doing like a three or four hour ride i'm, I'm going to probably mm. increase the the volume of hydration that I take in. I mean, yeah, that, that's about right. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So like ratio of water to whatever supplement you use, what, what, what would you be thinking? Water to supplement use. Um, like whether that's noon, like a, like an electrolyte tablet or something of, of that Yeah. It's sort. usually 24 ounces that I'm taking in per bottle and it's usually mm-hmm. like scoop and a half of the scratch labs, uh, scratch active, lab, yeah. active hydration, um, stuff that I'm putting in there. And, yeah. You know, pretty much going through one of those on, like a day like today, if it was 90 degrees outside and I was out riding, I'm probably taking down a full 24-ounce bottle in about 45 minutes. So it's yeah. more than a bottle an hour. So yeah. over the course of you know like four hours, it's going to be five bottles. Wow. You do a lot better than I do. I always forget to drink on the on the road. On the hot days, I do really well. In the mm-hmm. cool days up here in the Pacific Northwest, that's, that's where I that's where I, I struggle to. You have to remind yourself to be taking in hydration. So, yeah. mm-hmm. and you and I do this all the time, where we'll go out on a ride, and I'll, and he'll be like, "What do you need to get in today?" And I'll be like, "The only thing I need to do is remember to drink this." Water. <laughs> <laughs> like, we say, I mean, we I, do. We do. I probably that. said that like a, at least a dozen times yeah. going out riding with I you. Did, so, so have you guys ever done this? I think Lance probably saw me do this. I know that did. Did you take it? So. I had my first, I think I may have told the story before yeah. on this. I had my, my first ever century years and years ago, I was saved by Coca-Cola. Yeah. So I'm very biased to Coca-Cola. Now, in my head, I completely know that there's about, I could pick a hundred other either 
electrolyte supplements or other drinks that do the same exact thing. No, but I mean, sugar, it's got sugar. Hey, it's got easy got, glucose. Yeah. It's got low caffeine in got there. Caffeine. It's, I saw, if it's cold. Yeah. I saw Coke yeah. save a guy. Literally, he was about ready to pass out. He was start, his vision was starting to go black. When we were yeah. doing STP the first time I did it, he was bonking that hard. He drank a full Coke at mile 165. Come alive, right? He, he changed his life in yep. 10 minutes. He yep. was a completely different person. It is it, literally it doping <laughs> in a bottle. It really is. I was <laughs> standing there with that dumbfounded look, head kind of cocked to the side. I'm like, good Lord. It did makes that sense. Yeah. It, it, so, it, it makes sense how it's yeah. a very high dose of glucose very quick. Mm-hmm. And I think I think what, what, what cracks me up, do you guys remember that thing that was circulating on social media? It was the picture of the Coke bottle. and says, what Coke does to you in like 10 minutes or something right. like oh, that. Yeah. And it listed all these like, terrible qualities that it does and i saw a cyclist repost that and it added this little bit on the bottom that said save your life at the end of a bike ride and i thought that was the <laughs> awesome the most awesome little yeah. little post there actually evan and i split a coke yeah uh, on the group share, share a coke we, with we, a friend isn't that shared, the advertisement yeah, yeah. you want to know what's funny uh i cannot i cannot remember the last time i had any kind of soda yeah. Oh God, we're it's having. Pro- I, I, honestly, it's first right it, it could be. It, it could very well have been like twenty years ago. I don't remember the last time I had a soda. I really only drink them on rides. Yeah. Actually, now I think about it, and <laughs> I see people that do it on the so, on the rides, and I think about it. But it's I only think about it in the moment when I see them. But as soon as they stop drinking and it's not there anymore, I don't think about it, out of sight, yeah. out of mind. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm sure. I mean, if you're using something from scratch or anything like, they it's they have very similar formulas. It's yeah. just I think Coke goes so over the top with that dose of glucose that yeah. like. For me, I it's not like I'm gonna take out three cokes on like a sixty mile ride and be like, all right, right. take it easy. It's gonna be <laughs> well, like on those long hot days. And also the other piece of it is like a lot of us, you know, we do triathlons or whatever, and you'll see people take them really in the in the recommendation is like right at the end. Like yes. do late, not late in the run. Very, yeah. very late in the run. Yeah. We're, we're and I do during the run, I'll take the cokes. Yeah. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. it's like it's one of those things where it's like you can't do too much after this because it's a kind of a gut buster, it right? Is. So it's like yeah. this <laughs> it's is not acidic. this is not a performance drink that you want to be like regularly kind using. This yes. is an emergency situation, yes. kind of like. And once you it, go to it, you can't go done. away from yeah. it. Yeah, and uh, I feel like yeah. that's that's the end of an Ironman for me. And yeah. I, I definitely I feel like in each Ironman I probably had some sort of Coca Cola at the end of the race. Yeah. So, yeah, so when I get back and turn myself inside out, we're Miles and miles oh, deep into a ride, a you I'm, give me a coke. And I'm actually going to carry one in my pocket on the first ride. Do a Jake back. Like, Jake, you feel a little tired? Get into his bottle. Share a share a coke with a friend. <laughs> it's only been 20 years since the last drink. Maybe we could get a Coca-Cola advertisement. I feel like they all might, big they things. Might sponsor. <laughs> they might sponsor us. So, do any of you guys ice or do ice baths after um, a long or tenuous workout or a race to prevent entry? Um, I, I, I have a very cold pool at my house <laughs> oh, yeah. and Jeez, I, I jump in after every yeah. ride almost good. Even when it's like stupid cold. Yeah. No, I bet you that's, yeah. you know, I used to do like real ice baths in college and they hurt so bad. Yes. I and actually, that's why I don't do them anymore. Right. <laughs> because no. very I painful. have so many bad memories of ice baths. I, in I college. feel like, you know, you see the research on it and they'll suggest it and then, you know, for 10 years and then 10 years later they'll be like no and yeah. then it's it like, jumps back and, and then forth it goes so and now they're saying like yeah but it doesn't even have to be that cold and i just feel like the research is kind of wishy-washy i on saw that. i saw something recently there were people getting really passionate about that it is actually detrimental now i huh. completely think that's ridiculous because well, I, I i don't know i think if you're reducing swelling that's good and bad yeah right like it's like well you're and you know swelling is blood flow to a particular area that's damaged that needs to be and here's repaired, the thing right? is too so is it doesn't so when, when you're talking about swelling to an area that's not always 
like the peripheral vasoconstriction that you'll get from that. So right. vasoconstriction being obviously like when you're the, the vessels in an area start to, you know, decrease in diameter there. There's there's no good research show that there's any deep vasoconstriction from just slapping an ice pack on your arm. Now, if you're in an ice bath or if you're in, you know, really want to bring yeah. your core temp down, that's well, there's also some other stuff that comes with that. You got to be really careful when you do that. But I mean, here's here's why I always point to with a lot of these like immediate after race sort of recovery things is there was a certain amount of damage done to your body during that race. Very little that you do in that post one to two hours outside of taking a good nutrients and trying to rest or do a light cool down and then rest. Nothing else is really going to speed up that recovery. Your body has to go through a certain rebuilding process. You icing after that is not like all of a sudden you're going to pop up and be like time to race a 5k. Like your, your body has gone through some damage, but what it does do, and Matt, this is probably what you remember, even though it's painful at that point, right? It's sensory. It's, it's decreases your sensory threshold at that point. So it's basically sensory deprivation at that point. You get up and I bet your quads feel a little bit better so you can walk around. They were numb. Yeah, there you go. Every, they were numb. Legs yeah. were legs were there numb. There you go. So <laughs> you know, in your college, you try and do whatever you know, whatever options says. you have. Yeah, to, yeah. I, our coach was pretty cool. He was like, "You want to do it? Go for it. If not, no big deal." It was a requirement. Yep. Yeah. There you go. And I've always been more um, reactively using ice as opposed to proactively yeah. using yeah. it to try and avert <laughs> yeah. injury. So, and it's really just more of like. Yeah. when you're dealing with like massive amounts of inflammation and pain and whatnot, it's like, make yep. this go away, make the pain stop. Yeah. So, and there's, uh, and there's a difference between like the natural inflammatory process after a hard workout and like what Jake's body went through after that. Yeah, like that's different. Yeah. I mean, it, it, his body was responding to an inflammatory process, but that's a trauma it, inflammatory it, yeah, versus exactly. a muscular right. breakdown. Yeah. Okay. And one of our things you mentioned, you did touch on, which was doing a proper cool down. That's, yep. on our, that's on our hit yep. list here. So I definitely believe in it. You know, I'll do I, d- it. Yeah, I don't know I do. where the research is on that particular subject, but it seems it's there's a lot of the stuff where it's like another thing on here is stretching, where it's like a lot of the research is like, yeah, you know, there's no real correlation with that and having less injuries, mm-hmm. but I'm going to do it. It feels yeah. kind of good to stretch typically after a workout or something like that. I enjoy a stretch. I like cooling down. I feel like it's good for me. I, d- I can't point to any evidence. Yeah. So I think I think there's a couple that I'll point to that we can all kind of talk to together here. So. Strength training, cross training, cool down, I think. And I'll throw stretching in there too. I think stretching and strengthening for the longest time have been separated. And I yeah. really, at least in, in my opinion, and like I said, a lot of guys who are a lot smarter than me, opinion would be if you are stretching somewhere. So let's say you're an endurance athlete mm-hmm. and, oh, I, I want more hip extension. I want to have a longer, more powerful stride as a runner. Or I don't want my hips to lock up on the bike. I want to be able to get into that time trial position without feeling like I'm dying, you know, just to get through that cycle. It's not about, okay, I need to sit here and stretch my hamstrings all day and take that tiger tail and dig it into my hip flexors. You need to also strengthen and not not only strengthen, waking up your neural system in those ranges. Mm -hmm. Your body's not used to getting into that range. So the reason you're tight is not because, oh, that tissue won't let you get there. Sometimes it's your body. So your brain communicating with your muscles does not want to let your body get into that range because it hasn't been there before. It's not comfortable there. Our body, like the one governing rule of your body, it's going to protect itself at all costs. Yeah. Unless you're a professional cyclist and then (laughs) something got not developed at some point in your life (laughs) and you'll jump on a bike after a fracture. But yeah. But yeah. yeah, this is why I want to come see you because I, I feel like I have hamstring tightness and stuff like that. And it's like I need to do 
like strength stretching. Yes. That's not that's not a real term, but that's I just made fi- it up. I'll take and that it's like, term. That's it's kind of like yeah. it's like one of those things where it's like I know if I work through exercises that I can get where I want to be. Yeah. And it's like if I just like throw my leg up on the couch and stretch, yeah, that's not yeah. Gonna, that's not gonna cut it. Maybe that's you know feels good after a workout. Yeah. But no, that's not. I don't think that's gonna actually help me get where I need to be. Yeah. So it's, especially with the kind of performance that you want, it's right. it's just I think for for whatever reason for a long time I think those two were separated and. I think those yeah. of us in the strength and conditioning slash physical therapy world that are kind of addressing this now would say you got to be functional in those ranges. That was not what I was just going to throw out there. There you go. It's got to be functional. Yep. It's the F word. <laughs> exactly. I like the, the we, call it, we, we call it the F word in physical therapy, but it is. It's, it's got to be functional. And, you know, uh, we, I, I have a good buddy who always talks about this. He says, because we'll argue all the time, and this is a big argument in, in the strength and conditioning world too, is do you train specificity or variability? So do yeah. you take an Usain Bolt and do you just train him for what he's got to do? Or do you give his neural system and his body variability so that he can avoid injury? I think you will, I think you want to be careful because you can go extreme yeah. on variability, which, yeah. you know, so, so we had this. We're not going to have him be a swimmer or anything. Well, but yeah. <laughs> I had this discussion with someone and they were like, oh, don't you think that, you know, that these elite runners should be doing like a hard hour of yoga? And I was like, and this was like a yoga instructor and they were like telling me that this is, you know, he was like, you know, you, you know, you're a big runner. Like, what's the story? Don't you think they should be doing this? And I was like, um, I was, I just told her, I was like, if they could spend that hour running, then that's what they should be doing. So it's a, it's, it's, you know, and this was my piece of the puzzle where it's like, absolutely. That would help them, especially if they could do some light yoga, that would be great. But, you know, really like. Here's she was talking about some you know marathon people that were in her yoga class stuff like that. I was like you know if they're trained for a marathon they need to be you, you know increasing you, you mileage and stuff in. like that yeah. and it's it's like if you're spending an hour doing yoga then you're not spending an yeah. hour doing something else and she was she wanted to like push them hard in yoga and I just feel like that's you know that's a pretty significant effort you know what do they need to be doing they need to be focusing on those key workouts yeah. in a particular week it all depends on the person too right like and some people you know like having that variability having that like kind of healthy feeling lifestyle it's it's a lot more important than actual marathon yeah. time performance stuff yeah. and other people like you know they they want to do what's going to make them yeah. fastest and so no, you're right it's it's, it's 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 all about what your goal is and you got to think about it. so this goes back to to lance's uh, you can only juggle three things. Was that? Was That's that the right. Thing? So There's got to be some balance. Your 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 I cup your cup can only hold so much. Yeah. So if you want to run a sub, let's say two forty marathon, which would be moving for anybody listening to this, that is that has to be the bulk of what that cup's going to be. And if you're doing four one hour hard, yo- let me put it this way: if me and Lance went into four one one hour hot yoga sessions. Do you think we would have rode that well on Saturday? No. I wouldn't have. I would have been toast on the side of the road and two cokes would have got me back. minutes and then <laughs> drinking a Coke in there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we would have piddled back. Yeah. But you might be, in some ways you might be healthier, right? So it's like, yeah. it's that no, tricky exactly. piece, right? Exactly. Where it's like, you, you don't want to say something's not healthy. And, and, and in some ways, all these things like marathon racing, Ironman racing, these things are not healthy. We're going to get <laughs> metaphysical here. What is healthy? This oh, is, God. You know, are we going to go this far I, off the rails? No, uh, but, but that's a good question because what is – so right. to different people, healthy is yeah. – think of it this way. So to – would you call, would most people call your average yoga instructor a healthy person? Yeah, I, I would think I would yes. Think they would, yes. Yeah. Would your average yoga instructor, and I'm saying average, right. run a fast 5K? Yeah. No. no. Not even 5K? Close. No. Not 5K, no. not marathon, not 10K. I mean, they. I very rarely see it, those people training for that kind of intensity. Yeah. 
It's tough because then I'm going to get an Arizona missions Arizona. call out from somebody who's like, I ran 1530 <laughs> as a yoga instructor. I'm sure that there is some fast, but I'm saying you're average. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then what is good? I, yeah. you know, right. And then do you, do 13 you call minutes a, is a good 5k. Yeah. Do you and call a Mo Farah a healthy person? He seems pretty healthy. I think I he does a lot of, I think he does a lot of that like variability training that we were yeah, talking about does. earlier, which is cool. He also is a professional athlete and he has a lot more time to devote to. Yeah. And actually, and I think that's one of the cool things that Salazar's program, Alberto Salazar is the head coach for a group of Nike athletes. He was Mo Farah's coach. I think he kind of still is. He's uh, probably at least, he's probably at least helping assist with his workouts. And, uh, he really believes in some of that variability training. Yeah. So I, I, you know, that's not to say that they would subtract any mileage whatsoever because they mm -hmm. are doing hundred plus mile weeks most likely, but they really focus on but recovery they, they, too. They do when, recovery when they're not training their legs up sleeping. They do yeah. some interesting stuff where they'll like hit a hard workout on the track or whatever. And then they go do weights afterwards. Yeah. So this, the, the weights is secondary to their mm -hmm. particular track workout, but they do, they get in some pretty interesting functional training. Yeah. So it's good. I'm going to bring this, discussion it kind of into focus here but yeah you know, oh, look, we are all over the place please do yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know on this list what are like the two best things right. that you oh, could be doing yeah that's good for injury prevention what, what do you think go. you could be doing what Let's are the two go. best Lance, things you go first and then we'll go to jake and then matt and me that for me it's nutrition and um proper recovery is okay. that even on there Nutrition well, is. We'll is say rest. Yep. Let, yes, rest. Let's mark I it down think, for yeah. rest. Okay, for nutrition me, and nutrition rest. Nutrition and rest. That's Jake. Gosh, Lance, that's the tough one to beat right there. Yeah. If I were to deviate from that, I'd probably say um, strength training and rest. Uh, yeah, that was kind of my, what I was thinking too. It's yeah. like, I know, I feel like I'm missing that strength, strength training piece. So rest is definitely, I feel like, you know, especially for a cyclist, we're in such a linear sport and we do the same thing repetitively over yeah. and over and over again. And for us to be successful, you know, you do have to have good muscle balance. You do need to have good um, postural uh, muscles. You need to have good core stability. You need to, you know, develop yourself so that you can have strength so yeah. that while you're mm -hmm. going on doing, you know, these three, four five hour rides of the same thing, your, your body's not going to break down. So yeah. I, that, yeah. I, I kind of have to lean that direction, but I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna say not two because you say we can juggle three things. So yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna take three. I'm gonna cheating. call That's an audible so here <laughs> and say rest, nutrition, and strength training and strength are probably training. My, my biggest things. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I I agree with those. I think that the other ones that are on this list for the listeners out there that aren't actually looking at the list that it's not in front of them, but maybe we can post this. Um, you know, a lot of the other items are like foam rolling, Normatec compression boots, you know, ice bath. Some of the stuff, it's like it's not super scientifically proven to work for you, but we know rest works. We know nutrition is important. I mean, these are just things that are critical. I think strength training is a piece that I, I personally am neglecting, so it's kind of high on my list of mm -hmm. things to do. Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of agree with Jake's list. Hmm. So I get three, too, then. Sure. Okay, I get three. Let's hear it. Rest. So that so that's funny. We all agree on rest. Yeah. And this yeah. is the point I was just trying to make earlier is not that like I think that they were better athletes back then, but rest was just as available yep. in yep. the eighteen hundreds as it is now. Yeah. So I'll go rest. I'll say cross training. And I'm I'm talking from a cyclist point of view, not a yeah. triathlon. Cyclists getting in things like runs. Mm. It doesn't yeah. have to be run, but bone health's very when when we talk about bone density. Yeah. I know it sucks for him, but Nabali's T10 fracture. T10's not a terribly common area to fracture. Yeah, and that tells me there's. I mean, he's a long time. He's been a professional for a long time. Yeah. Bone health becomes an issue with cyclists because it's not a weight bearing activity. So, 
talking from the anatomy there, there's something called Wolf's Law. Mm -hmm. And what it means is that any strain against a bone, a bone will react basically. So as that strain increases, the bone will react and right. get stronger. Yeah. In the same breath, it's the same thing with like a not a blister, but a callus on your hand. Yes, it's, that's the same. You know, your body will yeah, react exactly. to it. So yeah. same thing with the bone. Yeah, but the exactly. It's it's kind of interesting how the body reacts to that yep. everywhere. Yep. But yeah, so you know, you you talk about bone health being so important in cyclists. That's where cross training, strength training, things like that are important. Yeah, that's and true. then my third, I'm going to throw one not on this list. I'm going to say there needs to be mental health talked about here yeah. now that can mean any number of things i know that's like a pandora's box to open up but i think when we talk about these sports where people are training with jobs 12 15 hours a week there's a mental recovery that's got to come into yeah especially for injury help because here's the thing is seeing a lot of endurance athletes injured i'll tell you one thing that really encapsulates all of them is the mental health aspect gets tough during yeah. that, that, that that injury process it really does and I think that healing is, is just a hard thing to kind of nail down well, to just the physical about aspect. Quite a few times where you've like, you know, cortisol levels spike and yeah. all this stuff of stress and how horrible it is for you. And then other parts of the things that we've talked about previously, you know, go back and listen to our podcast. But it, you know, we've talked about like, hey, if you do this and this and this, they're they're not necessarily uh, training stress, but you know, they're just yeah. as equal in value to you know, well, not value but devaluing yeah. perhaps you know when you go on a work trip or yep. you know you fly somewhere mm -hmm. like that's a stressor on your or system fly to so. china and do a marathon running upstairs on the great wall of china yeah. watch <laughs> five soccer games in one day yeah. and there you go yeah <laughs> there is a, a glaring stressful man <laughs> there, there's a glaring omission to this list about injury prevention and that is don't crash or get hit by a car. <laughs> yeah, well, say that, that's the last one. Bike handling. Oh, okay. bike handling. Yeah, that is on there. <laughs> See, but that doesn't make any sense because the best bike handler here is Jake. So that's <laughs> yeah. uh, I wish I could have bike handled my way out of that one. That would have been amazing. Um, yeah, bike fits are on there as well, and that's a good way yes. to um, yeah. definitely yes. decrease uh, your chance of injury. And I've actually, like, when I first got into road riding, man, I dealt with some like really bad neck strains because yeah. I was just not properly fit to my bike and. I still never went and got a formal fit, but I did work with somebody that helped me make some tweaks and it, it basically solved a lot of my problems. So that's another good place to go. And bike handling is on there. Oh, and yeah. I highly recommend, and I talk to people about this all the time, um, especially people that are very like road centric and don't have any experience riding off road, get on a mountain bike yeah. and go ride off road. Yeah. Cause it teaches you how to throw your body, position yourself and deal with things in, in the path that could throw you down yeah. where like, it's like watching Peter Sagan versus any other little, you know, 140 pound wafy guy that's only ever ridden a road bike in his life. You know, yeah. Sagan's got a, a very oh, rich incredible. background in mountain bike and cyclocross and the guy can just throw the bike around like it's nobody's business. And yeah. He just does not go down. Yeah. Th that speaks volumes for what I'm saying right here. Yeah. Get on a mountain bike or even a cross bike and go ride off road. You don't have to go nuts. You don't have to go right. crazy, but Get a couple rides and, and and have that be a consistent thing that you're you're consuming on a. a it's great for like core control and strength. Oh yeah. too. We're talking about that. Yeah, yeah. and if I you just want to stay on the bike. When, <laughs> when I get off my mountain bike yeah. for a period of time, and I've been very road centric, and I'm like, I got to get back on the mountain bike for so many other reasons than this, but just I got to get back on there. You'll go out and you'll do like a little you know two hour ride, and you come back and you're like you feel like your triceps, you feel your traps, you yeah. feel your your back muscles, you feel your core, you feel like your glutes a little bit more. Everything just gets a, a different kind of workout. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. nice. I got to get back out and do that more often. That's more than like just your quads. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just totally yeah. standing out. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Also, there's there there's one more little thing with the bike handling too that that was cool and i'm going to bring it up because on the group right it's always fun whenever we throw into these when you get into the pace lining yeah it's it's i i will say i think it's a slightly intimidating thing for younger cyclists to get into yes but i'm gonna call uh who's our young high schooler paul first yes correct? Yeah. he's 19 so yeah, so he's turned 20 road oh, rode yeah. with paul in the he ride that the we did ride, yeah. in, in in february like way back in February, I remember we got into a big pace line and he was a little bit skittish at that time mm-hmm. in there. Great mountain biker. Paul's an awesome mountain biker. Yep. We get on the road. He was a little bit skittish in that pace line. And I kind of forgot coming from, you know, I've been pace line since I was 18. I like a long time now that kind of first feelings of really being in there tight with people right at your elbows when you're going fast. And it was cool to see him this time around last Saturday when we did it. He was just smooth as heck. Just wet, much better. Just butter through there. He's he's strong as heck right now. There there was a moment during the ride where Evan and I were actually riding next to each other um, in the pace line. We were up front, and we were chatting about something, and we our bikes actually touched like hood to hood, yeah. like yeah. brake level to, yeah. you know, yeah. We, think, we like touched <laughs> yeah. each other, but neither of us freaked out right. or moved yep. or jerked. We just slowly slid apart, yeah. back <laughs> apart because we were like we we literally touched like a, like a sunset coming down just <laughs> nice <and laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. but yeah i think it's just getting into those i i had got i had a older cycling friend back in ohio used to always say he was like and this was when we used to go on these intense military guy group rides where he always said the more uncomfortable i can make you on the bike the more comfortable you'll be right. in the future yeah. so he would do everything to make <laughs> You just as uncomfortable as possible, but just like, like Jake said, just like bike handling's huge for injury prevention because it keeps you off the pavement. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of people that have gotten hurt for just dumb reasons. Yeah, yeah. just you hit something like that, you really went down because of that. Yeah. That, that like sucks. I'm sorry, or, but it's yeah. like, man, you could have so easily avoided that. Yeah. So, how about one last thing on this? <laughs> how about some chamois cream? Topic, so yeah. Is that some good uh, oh, chamois cream? cream. <laughs> you know, this may be something people don't injury use. Prevention. Yes. Or people injury prevention. People don't use regular cream. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. so how? Okay, this could be an uncomfortable topic, but oh, <laughs> how do you guys use the chamois cream? Do you put it on your body Literally. or do you put it on your chamois? A little bit of both. A little yeah. bit of both. You guys put it on. Oh wow! I'm gonna sound so dumb. I've never actually put it on my chamois before. Oh really? What, that, well, that I was the do. thing. Yeah. That's why. That's why I, I wanted do. to bring it up. Yeah. Because I always thought, okay, you take a dollop and you just smear it in your uncomfortable spots, right? That's yeah. what I do. Yeah. But does anybody use Aquaphor here? You, you, you know, like what you put oh, on babies' geez. rashes. Yeah. Works awesome. <laughs> but that's the other thing is I, I read somewhere that you can just rub it into your chamois yeah, instead of they, putting it on yourself. I'm pretty sure that's what they do as far as the pros go because I watched this documentary and they, they had like a guy that would put the chamois cream on the no, chamois or the riders. Are on, you kidding that, me? And I was like, that's that's nice. They got a guy that does that for you. <laughs> Who's, <laughs> whose job is that? Can you imagine <laughs> like was, you're, you're like first year, your first year with the team. You're like, all right, buddy. You're, you're the chamois You're boy on chamois center. cream. Chamois boy, come I over here. I feel like that's the punishment your shammy boy now i've always i've always put it on myself Uh and then i've always put it on the spots where i've experienced the most contact and just make sure the double up yeah and and that that did the trick so yeah 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 i didn't know that until you know four years into cycling yeah oh don't put it on more than twice you're playing with the lance Mm. now matt (laughs) 
Yeah. Matt, where for for triathlon running, where where are your hot spots for running? Okay, so um, and swimming. It's we, we interesting, swimming right? Like you come from running, the hot spots are uh, like thighs. Yep. So you know you can use like a body glide product there. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like a deodorant stick, and you just rub it on your thighs, and that's a lifesaver for sure. Um, and then cycling is different, right? It's it's much more like on like where right the saddle there. where the saddle hits the you know. Undercarriage, undercarriage, mm-hmm. and so, um, <laughs> so it's different. And you, you know, for, so for a long time, I would use Body Glide um, because I was coming from a running background, and I would just put it on the chamois, and that worked fine. Uh, but then I switched over to using. Um, Gosh, I always forget the name of what was the one that I had like menthol in it. Deez nuts. Oh, Deez nuts. nuts. Deez nuts. So I've used, uh, you know, I've used a couple other stuff and. Uh, What's the butter one? Product name. <laughs> one that just chamois butter. Chamois butter. Chamois butter. The chamois butter is the but one I think. Er, I, yeah. Yeah. Butter. And uh, <laughs> and I yeah I'll like squirt it on the chamois and then I'll use the chamois to rub it into itself basically, uh, which I feel like that's good because then your hands don't end up with a whole bunch of junk all over them. And, See, but and, what I do every time is if it's on my hands, I just take it real quick and rub it very hard onto my thighs, yeah. yep. and then it's good. You just Why wash your hands real quick. Boom. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Yeah. And I always wonder like how much different is this stuff than like i don't know hand moisturizer right. face. like <laughs> yeah. it's probably similar it's probably, right it's like, probably I'm like similar. except for it costs yeah. like eight times as much <laughs> yeah. like, right. so i'm wondering like well can i get away with just that's why know, you can just get vaseline yeah well no vaseline will kill your clothes like it's just hard on your clothes oh, well well you, you can well then just put it learn on this you. you need to learn yeah. this for yourself oh, but it, it like um like i had this really nice like tech shirt that i loved um a long time ago and i was like doing a marathon so i put the vaseline on the nips yeah and uh can't like i might even that. still have this shirt it's like this alabama team issued shirt or whatever and it still has these like vaseline stains <laughs> two of them i'll right, wear it right on your if, if i can find this shirt i'll wear it i'll wear it to the next podcast yeah and you guys can just you just be staring at the headlights the whole time. You're like, yep, oh there's, my God. there's a Vaseline stain right there. But that's my marathon PR. I ran really? that. Yeah, I ran that shirt. And I was so like, I, got, Christ, I have a hot spot like right on the back of my tricep too. I'll I'll, I'll always have to like glide yeah. that area. Body glide it up. It's probably yeah. just the way that my arms swing through. I guess something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah. One of my best uh, marathon running pictures that I have of me. <laughs> I'm I'm looking all you know fantastic and happy because yeah. I'm running really well. And all you see is the bloody nipples behind me. Oh, it's not oh, me. God, it's the guy behind oh. me. He didn't see it. Was yeah. it like a rainy day or something? Yes. Why did nobody okay, tell him? So somebody should have told him. It's like just dripping down his shirt. Yeah. It was oh terrible. God. Why don't you just take your shirt off at that point? I, he probably didn't notice or at that point. Yeah, you're so dumb at that yeah. point. Think so? huh. gonna, yeah. But, you, you know, it's, that, it's the rainy days. I mean, like if you're if you're not a marathoner or whatever it is and you go watch a marathon and it happens to be slightly rainy or there's any moisture, like you see this like parade of disgusting <laughs> yes and is. and it's really jarring if you're if you're not like a marathoner you don't realize that this is a situation this is a yeah. real thing then you're just thinking oh my god what are these, <laughs> what people, are these doing? people doing yeah. this so is messed like up the bloody nipples and the people like crap in their pants and yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you're like this is the folks that listening out there this is just another reason why <laughs> cycling is much better than any other sport <laughs> i feel you, like Jake. i feel like we're just making <laughs> a really good Jake. case to not run right now thank yeah. you so but even, even worse uh do you run olympic triathlons without shoes I or, uh, without, without socks, without socks, no, without, socks. without, socks. without no, shoes. I actually knew what, socks. I knew what you meant, even though yeah. I was starting to answer. Um, I don't because I blister and okay, and so I just I'm like 
I'll just take the extra time. I once did a, I once, so my second 73, mm. I did without socks. I was like, yeah, yeah I'll save myself four seconds in right. transition. <laughs> Ew, oh my Bad God. Idea. Oh, I was idea. like, I bled through the shoe. Didn't notice till after the race, took the shoe yeah. off and I was like, I had like a then, second degree burn on the it, inside it of my toe. It all depends. Like if it's your A race in an Olympic, yeah. I don't race have well, a lot I of, care. Yeah. right. If, <laughs> I don't have a lot of Olympic races that mean that much to me. So yeah. I just, I'm just like, whatever put some socks on yeah so that's my take on that you know and i mm. someday i'm gonna be like oh i need to have a pr in the olympic like it's yeah. worth it like i want to try and do something you know break two hours or something like yeah. that would be like kind of that cool goal i yeah. think for me personally i know you've 10 done seconds it, matters at that point yeah yeah, yeah. It'd, yeah. you know it'd be hard. all right that's enough bloody skin talk <laughs> thank you lance worst, <laughs> thank you worst <laughs> everybody use shammy butter yeah. <laughs> this all is right. the worst <laughs> all right guys let's move on hot seat time oh, we're yes. gonna do the hot seat the so, hot seat. so everybody here has a question. None of us have shared them with one another, and we are going to run around the table. And let's start with Lance. So my my uh, hot seat question comes from a listener. Oh, oh yeah. look at that! Yeah. Oh That's no good. way! Yeah. So this is from Ryan Lee from uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Ryan okay. Lee or Ryan Leaf? Ryan Lee. Okay, thank you. Not <laughs> Ryan <laughs> <was gonna>, Leaf. <laughs> <laughs> let's, just say, let's move on to the next question. I've got we have so many young bad listeners taste right now who are like, who's running? Right yeah. <laughs> uh, disgraced quarterback yeah, in Washington State and went to my beloved Chargers when they were still in San yeah. Diego and crapped the bed. Yeah, <laughs> Anyhow, true. sorry. Poor guy. So this is from uh, Ryan Lee. He asked, um, uh, what are your worst mechanic blunders as a <laughs> oh, that's cyclist? Good. That's a really good question. He that's brought this up. Good. Because because um, I have a very bad uh, blunder. Uh-oh. Um, when I was, uh, you know, uh, I, Ryan's a friend of mine that lives in Vegas, and I would go visit mm-hmm. him, and I would take my bike with me. And one of the first times I took my bike with me, you have to take it apart to pack it up. And once I, I got my bike together, I went for a ride, and I had to take it back apart. And I could not remember which way to turn the crank to take your pedals off. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> And I was committed to the wrong way. Oh, no. <laughs> Super tight. Yeah. Why is this so tight? And I just, just stripped, I the, stripped oh, the pedal no. right yep. out. So yep. I completely ruined the crank because I was trying to push on that pedal. You know, and it, it's, yeah. hard, it's, it's both the pedals. One is the right way yep. and the other is the, the, the opposite way. It's not easy if you don't do it's, it a lot. No, yeah. it's not yeah. easy if you don't just do it a lot. It, so it is just a very, it. it's yeah. a normal screw up and I ruined a pair of cranks because I screwed up <sighs> trying to tough. take my pedal on and off. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder, Ryan. I totally forgot about well, that. I would say this. I would say, Ryan, this is an awesome question. Thank you very much for submitting it to the group because yeah. I think it's fantastic. This it's a really good. good question. Yeah. Oh I'll 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 tackle it. I Go. um Go. I have like a quote unquote super bike. This you know my triathlon bike, um, which means it's you know it, I got it used, but it would it would be an expensive bike and it would be it's absolutely horrible to work on. One of the things <laughs> is it had like with these super triathlon bikes, what what they love to do is like hide the brakes from the wind, integrate everything, integrate <laughs> everything, and which means like you're. First of all, you're not going to have any stopping power whatsoever. I mean, who cares about braking, I guess? But, you know, the next piece is like, okay, well, if you need to adjust the brakes, you're <laughs> SOL. Like, you, <laughs> you just can't. Which, you know, if, if you guys work on bikes, like, you need to adjust the brakes all the time. So, uh, so me being me and, and not being, like, a super mechanic, like, I, like, take apart everything and, like, probably spent, like, three days trying to put it back together. Like, literally way too much time. 
And, uh, and, and I think I like had it good and it was working or whatever for a while. And I finally took it to, um, like a Trek dealership or whatever. This is a, a Trek speed concept. And, uh, and the guy like works on it for a little bit and he was like, this screws on backwards right here in the brake. And he was like, and he like flipped it around or something like that and like fixed it. And then all of a sudden, like all like the little pieces, like all came together and it was so much easier. And I was like, <laughs> one screw. And I told, I, and I told him and I was like, yeah, it's my fault. And I was like, I, I have spent hours and hours <laughs> trying to like work on this thing. And it was just like one screw. And it was like the way it went was just like it's supposed to go this way. And it was on, you know, like the complete opposite oh. way. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. that was just so much of my life. You know, and it's like, I mean, and, and the thing never broke, like it didn't break as well. Cause it was like not quite right. Yeah. You know, the brakes and you want to be able to break people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes. Uh, yeah. It was well, a traffic r- rear brake. Yeah, it was a rear brake. Put your feet down. Yeah. Just you know, no, just no turnarounds on the course. Oh. I, I had told a story a few weeks ago about uh, when I had front derailleur issues and me and my three buddies, we could not figure out how to adjust the front derailleur because oh, yeah. we oh, don't yeah. have, remember this. Yeah. right. We couldn't, yeah. you know, that was another blunder that I had that we just could not adjust the front derailleur right because none of us knew how to do it. We yeah. had it in the wrong yeah. gear, in the wrong chain ring. It was just all of big comedy barriers. So I learned how to do that properly. Guess what happened on Saturday? Oh, you need to adjust? Somebody, Somebody so dropped uh, it. Oh, a yeah. teammate. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Was yeah, it, it was Kim. Kim, yeah. Kim, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, Kim was having trouble with her front derailleur. It wouldn't go into the big chain ring. And yeah. and because was I that, had that you to the rest yeah. of Oh, so I didn't know that was Lance who fixed that. Well, it was me and Michael Mike, and Dr. Yeah. Mike, yeah. Uh-huh. Is this so, the limiter screws on the front derailleur? Is no, it was is? not. It was the, the cable came loose. Okay. So we had to oh, adjust yeah. the cable right. And okay. because I knew it had to be... In the big chain ring, in the biggest cog, mm-hmm. so you had the, the most stretch. Okay. We had to reset the cable, and boom, we did it in like yeah. thirty seconds. Because you have to reset it's furthest yeah. point away. Did you, yeah. did you hop on YouTube to learn about the proper place to set the cabling or how to do that, uh, or did no. you? No, just the internet. No, yeah. eyeball. <laughs> yeah, we just eyeballed <laughs> it. I said, okay, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> So, oh, anyway. Well, we'll we'll skip Jake because we all know Jake's a perfect mechanic. So. <laughs> I do have one me, little oops, but I'll come me, back to that. In, after his, in his long illustrious career, one oops. In my not long and very not <laughs> illustrious career as a bike mechanic for two years at Go Fast uh, Veritas yeah. Bike Shop in Lebanon, Ohio, as I was known as probably the mechanic that you didn't want to be working on your bike. <laughs> and I, uh, me in my defense, the guy who owned the place, who's still a great friend of mine, Bob Duncan. Me and him once had this mountain bike and this guy was having braking problems with the hydraulic braking and we scoured the YouTube on how to bleed this brake and redo it. And I swear we were there two hours after close, just (laughs) so mad and pissed off at this mountain bike. And finally it just came down to the fact that like we weren't patient enough with it because, you know, you got to like like once you put in all the fluid or whatever, you got to like break it enough to make sure you clear out all the bubbles. We, we were just never clearing out the bubbles. Yep. And it was like, uh. I mean, just bubble after, bu- and every single time we do it, it'd be like, okay, break nothing. You'd be like, you've got to be kidding. You would like it just lay into me for a second. Uh, it was, um, if anyone has a mountain bike and needs help with the brakes, don't send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> look elsewhere. Yeah, look, make me your Evan last Price. option. Yeah. Not so yeah. nice. I once um, wasn't paying attention when I was uh, going through a, doing my bike. I did sometimes I'd just do a complete tear down, put it all back together. And I was doing this before a race. And it was just a little local race. It wasn't oh. a big deal. 
and mistakenly used uh, grease because I was rocking out to music and not paying attention, probably hungry and a, a million other things. And I, I greased my seat post instead of putting carbon paste on there. Oh. And then I didn't oh ride the God. I didn't ride the bike. And then I went out to the race, and it was fine for the, the like the first like 15, 20 minutes that I was on the bike because I wasn't riding hard. Race starts, and all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, bottomed down. out all the way to the bottom, and I was like BMX style for the rest of the race. Like, when when you bottomed out, were you like, <laughs> wait a minute? That was that wasn't carbon paste. That was <laughs> I that, had that, was that moment of realization you, you right there. Right I'm away. like recounting back through my mind, hitting rewind. I'm like, wait a second, and I stop there. I'm like, oh crap! I put grease on there, not carbon paste. You freaking idiot! <laughs> and if you look at the park tool, their grease um, uh, and their carbon paste, their their tubes yeah. look almost identical. You have to like you know pay attention. Pay yeah. attention, yeah. So. And it was at the time that I'd gotten a new thing of grease. And usually you can tell the grease one because it ends up turning black with, over the course of time when you, cause you're taking stuff out of there all the time. And then the carbon paste one is always nice and shiny. And yeah. I just, it was new and I just grabbed the wrong one. It wasn't thinking. Even when I put it on, I'm like, oh, da, 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 you know, put it in and just go. Yeah. It's more concerned with. How did you take the things. grease off? Eventually, I just just basically pulled it out and, you know, isopropyl um, alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just, alcohol. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that was my knucklehead move. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the question though, Ryan. Yeah, that thank was, you, that Ryan. Was a good one. Ryan, that was yeah. good. All right, Evan. Okay. Hot seat, baby. Will Thomas have one bad day before the end of the Tour de France? This is a good oh. question. I like this one. So I'm not gonna Super say he's gonna win because this is also asking if he's gonna win. Yeah. Is he going in his grand tour career? He is always known to have at oh, least bad one day. bad day yeah, since well, he has been you know what? competitive. He lost one of his domestic domestics today. Did yeah. you hear about that? Oh, really? Um, yeah. What's his name? Saran? Yeah, Saran, like I think. The young guy? Somebody? Yeah, yeah he, the young guy. He threw a punch. What a... Uh, I, I don't like calling people out here, but there are a lot no. of people who say that kid's a jerk. He's an yeah. idiot. Okay. He's a another idiot. Another tour rider. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, one of... Uh, We're going to have to get called on Arizona Missions, oh, but I want to no. say movie star. I think it's movie no, star, but I'm not positive. I, I can't I'm already remember. on Arizona Missions. Okay. He didn't like the fact that he was trying to get his GC guy into the break, and so he rode up on him and smacked him in the helmet. Oh, my God. And yeah. they, they booted yeah. him. Yeah, get out of here. Good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. But to answer your question, is he going to have just one bad day? Is he going to have one bad day coming up in this next, in this in the Pyrenees? He's put forth a massive effort. Uh, he's got a rest day coming up that we just talked about rest. Yep. So, um, my gosh. Sky is such a machine. I'm going to, um, as much as I want to say yes, I'm going to say no. I, I, I think he's going to slip, but I don't think he's going to have a bad day. So then I'll follow up to Jake here because I'm going to put him on the hot seat even more. Who out, do, does Fru make up the time, the, the difference to him in the time trial? It's a 30K time trial. It's just not enough. So, such, such tough questions minute, here today. Yeah. It's a hot seat. This is tough. Because who are the great? Uh, time trialists. Demilon, yep. Thomas, and Froome. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's Uno, Dose, Trace. It's, yeah. yeah. The time trial is going to be a very fun time trial to watch. I think just like Even we were watching Greg Van Avermaet wear yellow for BMC, knowing mm-hmm. full well that it was going to be the Richie Port show, I still think it's going to be Froome. It's going to come back. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the yellow. And if if he, for some reason, rides out of his mind and he gets the yellow jersey, I will be ecstatic. Not that I dislike Froome, but I just think it's cool to see somebody else and to have it change. And yeah. I think Froome is, um, I think he's a good guy. I think he's a stand-up guy, and I think mm-hmm. that he'll he'll support that. He'll do what's best for the team, not necessarily what's best for Froome. So I, I would yeah. like to see that personally, but I don't yeah. think it's going to happen. Lance, romance, on the hot seat. Nope, he's not going to have a bad day. Will he win? 
Uh, I'm I'm saying yes at this point. Okay. But nice. I also picked good. Nibbly to win, and and we, I picked Iran. Yeah. So we already know our, our picks are gone. Our picks are, yeah. are gone, <laughs> except for Matt's. Matt's pick is still there. I think you well, said Froome, didn't you? Yeah, yeah I did Dan too. Martin. Yeah. So yeah, but he's he's out. I mean, he's not gonna. Well, tenth. You know, me, we were that was, the question that was more like who do you like and who do you know? Yeah. It wasn't. It was a it was a little softball question. So yeah, Matt does have a bad day. I think he does have a bad day and I think he's been riding really hard mm-hmm. and you know, I think there's still a good bit of climbing to do Yeah, the, you know, the, yeah. there's, all, I mean, I actually really, really like him. I would love for him to win it. I think yeah. he, like, I think he's made a lot of fans on this particular, I mean, if you watch the interviews, like he's just a stand up guy. Yeah. yeah. Everybody yeah. speaks nicely. Yeah. They like good him. about him yep. from yeah. all teams. Everybody good likes teammate. him. Yeah. Good team. I think yeah. he's really cool. Um, I don't, I think he can time trial. So yep, I can. don't I don't necessarily think that'll be his bad day. I think it might be in the Pyrenees. And and the only reason I think it, he might have a bad day is because he's worked really hard in the mountains already and I'm wondering if that's going to play a little bit of a role mm-hmm. as we get into kind of the third week. Yeah. So so I, I'm going to I'm going to pick his bad day right here. Okay. It's going to be this Wednesday coming up on that 65 kilometer stage. That is over sixty percent climbing the entire stage. All right, so the, this podcast may potentially come out on, on Wednesday. Wednesday. So on Wednesday, we're all yeah. going to be eating crow, and we won't so know it. People <laughs> could be listening to this as I'm wrong. But, yes, that's correct. But here's here's my prediction on that. Movie Star has not made their big team move yet. Movie Star is a team you don't chock think? full of climbers. Here's the thing: yeah. Froome will be able to stay with Movie Star's move. Thomas will not, is my bet. That's what you think is going to happen. Yeah, Quintana came out today, and he was saying that he, he was, he's gearing coming. up for the Pyrenees. That was where he wanted to make his big yeah. impression and make his big, okay. his I big think push. Him, him, I think basically Quintana's going to go off early in that stage. I think Sky's going to have to follow. That early pace is going to hurt Thomas. Yeah. I think I think he's a great engine, just like Dumoulin. I think Dumoulin's going to get destroyed on that stage too. Yeah. It's too punchy. Well, and I huh? could I could see Froome getting distanced a little bit, but he he hangs yeah. on. I've seen him. You know, we've Froome all seen will him stay with it. Seen, yeah. We've all seen him just being like, "Hey, fight! He'll fight!" To oh the yeah, end, so. he will. He will. Oh, good stuff. Yep. Number two. Oh, that's dang it! Two. <laughs> <laughs> exceptional <laughs> stuff. Exceptional so stuff. <laughs> I get my one retraction, uh, Matt. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I have one. I know that we've kind of our, our podcast is going long or whatever. Um, again. So yeah, <laughs> again, uh, I was gonna, um, you know, reference like you know if there's a teacher or a coach or something like that that you want to call out, and we'll, we can try to make it quick. Like if you want to call someone out and say like, hey, this person really made a difference in my life. Like growing up, for me, there was a, a coach and a teacher, Ingrid Herskind, who was. Um, you know, I started working with her in seventh grade and she left the school when I was in 10th grade, but she was like my coach during that period. And it was like when I became a little bit more of a grown up, and when I started running a ton, just like huge influence in my life. To me, if I think back about the teacher that made the biggest difference or the coach that made the biggest difference, I, I definitely think of her. And I definitely think she was a bit of an inspiration for me going forward in coaching or whatever. Right. So I, my question to you is like, I think all of us probably have a person like that that they might think of, yes. but but maybe maybe I'm you know an oddball. I don't know. So you want to call someone out, give them a shout out. Um, my my college track coach. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, his name is Mark Robinson. He is still coaching at uh, Brigham Young University cool. in yeah. Provo, Utah. He had a profound impact on me and me personally in my life, and not not only teaching me about um, the the value of focused training mm-hmm. and and you know 
prescribed plans and mm-hmm. certain things for all the different events, but also about the psychology behind uh, competition and about um, competing. He taught me a lot about um, just the psychology of, of what it takes and how to uh, bring your arousal control down yeah, enough yeah. that you can focus on the job at hand. He, right. he, he, he had a big impact on a lot of different aspects of my life. So thank you, Mark Robinson. Hmm. Uh, mine would be who I just mentioned earlier, Bob Duncan. Nice. Who owned the bike shop that yeah. I worked at, but also is a longtime family friend of ours. Uh, he's a track coach for Lebanon uh, now, but he was uh, Andrew Starkowitz's coach too. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, very successful triathlon coach, very successful triathlete himself. But uh, he definitely took me under his wing when I started in the sport and kind of just, I would say the one thing that he taught me was it doesn't always have to be pretty if you just get yeah. up every single morning. And I mean, he, he was a military guy, so he was hard nosed. Right. Uh, and if you just wake up every morning and just do the work, it'll eventually pay off. And that's what that guy's done every single day of his life. So yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Bob Duncan. That's uh, that's, that's, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff. <laughs> um, I had a, a really dynamic uh, core group of guys that kind of ran our, um, exercise science department, um, kinesiology department. So it's actually about three of them. Um, it would be Jack Bowerly, Jim Herkimer, and Frank Froelich. They're, they're, they were just so dynamic in terms of the way that they engaged you and challenged you and the way that we got to kind of do stuff on the, um, the lab side of things too was really quite inspiring. So um, those guys really laid a foundation for me to think about things from a multitude of different angles, whether it be exercise science to how you handle your life to business application with how we're going to use our degrees as we move forward in our life and how we can apply it to our life. So it was kind of a, a longstanding thing that I still to this day, you know, go back and think about. So thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So. All right, let's get into our one last thing. Let's wrap this thing up. We are very, very overdue. We're um, definitely needing to cut this thing and and be done. Um, let's run around the table real quick. Um, I did. I'm going to skip my hot seat, and I'll, I'll make that my one last thing. Um, and go. I'll ask you guys a question. So, Lance, go ahead. Um, I got nothing. I got nothing. I need to plug. Oh uh, man, what's your Instagram? Cool. Give us your Instagram one more People time. People can find pictures. It's at Doctor Hep. D R H E P P. You will not be disappointed. Go there, people. And follow yeah. him on uh, Strava too. He's he's the still putting up all kinds of crazy stuff, and you can see a lot of those cool pictures there as well. Nice. Yep. Evan, one last uh, thing. Anybody who's injured coming to the end of their season, come and see me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got so many injured people right now. Uh, proactive physical therapy specialist in East Vancouver. Nice. Yeah. Look us up on the interweb. Matt, one last thing. Uh, Evan and I were just talking before the podcast. There is a race coming up this coming weekend. It's Woo. called the PDX Triathlon. I'm signed up for it. I don't know how much I'm going to race it, but I thought I might bring the, some cameras and do some video. So yeah. um, I will try to do that. It'll probably be after the next podcast of the video goes out, yeah. but sometime look for a video. We may do some triathlon. fun post-race interviews. We can stuff. do something fun. Yeah, yeah. something fun. <laughs> we'll it's figure out. Fun. We'll make it fun somehow. Jake, All right. Mr. Jake. One last thing, hot seat question. Boom. What is the best place, or where would the best place be to have a one-week training camp in late January, early February? Late January, early, late January, early February. Correct. Okay. Time. Got to have good weather, good matters, good riding, yeah. and just good volume. Okay. Good climbing, good training, all the above. Think about that for a second. We went to Palm Springs last year for eight days, and it was magical. We had such a good time and rode a ton of miles, did a ton of climbing, and saw a lot of good stuff and had some good team camaraderie. There was about 14 of us who were able to make the trek down there. So where would you guys go? 
Uh, Tucson, Arizona, maybe. Yeah. Okay. That's mm-hmm. probably an option. Good climbs around there. Yeah. Good okay. cycling community. It should be warmish yep. in January, February. So, okay. Maybe Tucson. Uh, I've got a buddy on Savannah, Georgia right now who's a resident there. So, I would just go there to visit him and ride because it's going to be warm in Savannah, Georgia okay. at that time. And it's coastal riding. Do so they have fun. climbing there? Uh, you'd probably, uh, you know, Appalachia is not too terribly far. You probably have to right. drive to get to Appalachia, but. Yeah. Coastal riding. Right. So think of it as Jupiter, Florida, sort of. How about you, Matt? I, I think Southern California is an excellent option. I was thinking yeah. Arizona as well. Tucson has got, I mean, a lot of the pro triathletes go to Tucson and stuff yeah. like that in the wintertime. Um, you could try to do more mountainous stuff. There's stuff that's in like northern Arizona, but I think it's going to be too snowy and too cold there. Yeah. And then I was thinking like Mammoth Lakes in California, but I also think that's too snowy. That's yeah. too cold. Yeah, so I you think, can't ride there that time of year. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think you have to Colorado. do. Yeah. Right. And I think, so I think you have to do. You know, something like Southern California. I think Tucson would be fine. Um, but, you know, where you guys went last year, I think is a, a great option. Yeah. Yeah. My my thing would be um, San Diego and Orange County. There's yeah. some great mm-hmm. riding down there. You can hit the coast and then there's some really good mountain climbing down there. You can go up to Glendora Mountain Road and, and hit that up and do the, the Mount Baldy ski lift area up there at the Crystal Lake area where they've actually finished the tour of California right. before. Yeah. Um, there's some great stuff down there. So. There's also uh, Kona, the Big Island, hey. or Majorca oh, yeah. in yeah. the Mediterranean. Oh, for hey. or, go uh, Australia. Or yeah. Australia. Yeah. Gold Coast, yeah. Gold Coast. We are actively seeking sponsors for the Dad <laughs> Cycling Team to help promote. To take a trip to the Gold Coast. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. Thank you again for coming out, Lance. It's good to see you. Thank you. Good luck at Short Track. Thank Evan, you. thanks for mm-hmm. coming in again. Thank always. you for your help this week with physical therapy, and we'll, we'll see you on Friday. Always, <laughs> always, yep. Matt, thank you as always, yeah. and good luck at your race coming up. And um, call it that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Oh, we're going to have a blast, Matt. Yeah. Well, we're gonna we'll blast. do something. All right, and everybody, thank you for listening. Check us out at um, Dial Podcast on Instagram and at Dial Podcast on Facebook, and shoot us an email at um, info at dialpodcast.com. Thanks again for listening, you guys. Bye for now. Thank you.